Hey, what's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, the streaming wars heat up as Apple TV Plus gets a launch date and price. The Hawkeye Disney Plus TV show may have found its Kate Bishop, and the Joker movie wins the top prize at the Venice Film Festival. Terrific! We've got another great Patreon-sponsored movie review as we discuss Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One, and we share some great comments from the Jock and Nerd Nation, multiple Felty League sports ball updates, and a whole bunch more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, September 12th, 2019. <laughs> you know who this is, and you know why you're here. You want all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news, and by God, you found it. Forget everything else out there. Forget all the Scientology bullshit. This is the real deal. This is the real deal. Worship at the feet of the holy trio of geekdom. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Play it. Check. Check one. All right. This is for all you fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and be nerded. Be funny. Disturb it. Oh yeah, wowie zowie listener, thanks for joining us this week and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And over there in the corner is the only puppet that's still playing Second Life, where in the game, he is also a puppet. What's up, Rugboy? How's it going? I expected more from this game. <laughs> I really did. Second Life is a little disappointing. Is it still a yeah, thing? Yeah, my avatar looks pretty much like Homer Simpson. Uh, Rugboy's uh, virtual avatar, yeah. also a puppet. Surprising. Yeah. Who was was that a whose impersonation of Tom Cruise was that? Impersonation? How dare you, Anthony? <laughs> was that an impersonation of Tom Cruise? I didn't even understand that. You could what? What? It sounded a lot like Tom Cruise to me. I mean, I liked it. It just I, it was. I mean, is it hard? Too hard to imagine Tom Cruise may listen and enjoy the show. And I liked it. I liked it though. Send in Rex. You did. I wouldn't mind that being the opener to the opener. I did, it, it didn't. I didn't like uh, it didn't like light up a bulb in my head saying Tom Cruise. Come on, Ruggs. That dude nails Tom Cruise in audio. <laughs> uh, who that is? It's another wonderful cameo drop bought by our Santa Claus. This dude's name is Evan Ferrante. You can find him everywhere by the moniker. Not Tom Cruise. <laughs> All over social media and on cameo. Because not only does he sound like Tom Cruise, he fucking looks exactly like Tom Cruise. He's like one of the world's best Tom Cruise impersonators. What's uh, his name? Evan Ferrante. Not Tom Cruise. Just look up Not Tom Cruise. And for 35 bucks, listener, you can get a birthday shout-out video. You can get him to record your voicemail greeting. Uh, the guy is an amazing... He's been on, like, the Jimmy Fallon show. Uh, he, he does corporate events. Uh, amazing. I thought he nailed that. Like, he, yeah, I, I thought it was Tom Cruise. He had... See? Yeah, exactly. Or I thought it was an impersonator of Tom Cruise. No, yes. oh, it was Tom Cruise. No, it's Evan Ferrante. Give him, uh, give him uh, some business over on the cameo. dot com. Not Tom Cruise. Uh, that's a great drop to have. Now, gonna be He's using actually, that one. Like, 
uh, he actually kind of looks like Tom Cruise. He does. He does. He looks with that picture of him with the glasses, with the glasses on, his, yeah. his mouth open. I would have guessed that was Tom. If Cruise. If you watch, his, he does cameo videos as Tom Cruise, and oh uh, he's pretty good. It's pretty good. Like I didn't know you could make a whole career just impersonating Tom Cruise. Who knew? That's great. <laughs> All right, let's get to the geek news. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. The show is Tom Cruise approved, listener. That's all you need to know. Uh, let's start with <laughs> a big update on the streaming wars. Uh, kind of one of the major players we've been waiting for them to reveal launch details. And that's Apple TV. Many months ago, they had a big presentation about Apple TV, and it was uh, was it was very dud. lackluster. Uh, no footage. They tr- they just traipsed out celebrities. They didn't announce when or how much it was. Well, they just had another uh, iPhone event in Cupertino, iPhone 11, a whole bunch of other stuff. And they announced when this thing is launching. Apple TV Plus officially launches November 1st. For four ninety nine per month. Oh shit! I was not expecting that low of a monthly cost. Uh, starting now, every new purchase of an iPhone, iPad, hmm. Apple TV, iPod Touch, or Mac will get a free year of Apple TV Plus. Rope them all in. Uh, you can use this on up to six devices uh, using everyone's Apple ID and. You guys, at four ninety nine a month, they came out and they undercut all the shit pretty quickly. Well, they need to because there's n- nothing worth <laughs> oh, yeah, more than five dollars. I, 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 I yeah, let me agree with that. I mean, four ninety nine. Yes, it sounds awesome, but and we'll get into some of the trailers. Yeah, but I'm still, I'm still kind of like baffled by this whole thing because, like Rug said, there's legitimately that we still don't know what the fuck's on this channel. Yep. That we, they've announced a couple shows. I watched three trailers, but what else are we paying for? So, and yep. and and even the, like yesterday's announce or whatever, whenever that announcement came out, I'm still kind of confused. Like, how do I get this channel? Like, I know if I have an Apple TV, I'm going to get this channel. If you have any but Apple what, device, you will be able to get. But this what is channel. it? All, what else is it available? I on? just think it pales in comparison to like the other stuff. So you have Disney. This. That owns everything, and yep. will have thousands of things. And has at its own launch. channels, yeah. and has you know, it owns Fox, like it owns all of Fox's stuff. So it has like tons of shit. You got the WB and HBO, um, which is like a bunch of shit. Yeah, HBO has content for for enough for an app, and it also has all the WB stuff. So it's like it's a lot of shit. And then Amazon's been building content for years, so, and Netflix has been building content for years. So Apple coming out. Let's say Apple came out the gate with like eleven shows. That's still nothing. Right, right exactly. Yeah. What What's their back library like? Well, I see. I don't know. I don't know but what they this don't know. We have only details we have are a few key series, like the one with Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, called The Morning Show. Uh, they watched the trailer for that. They've reportedly upped their content budget from one billion to more than six billion dollars, according to Bloomberg. Oh shit! For making new shows and reportedly spending like fifteen million an episode on the bi- the bigger shows. Yeah, I heard that they want to make. Mm. They're, and they're gonna they're gonna roll out new series over the next several months. Uh, they're doing a thing where the shows will premiere with three episodes initially, and then one episode a week, which is what Disney Plus is doing. 
Uh, but let's let's add up some of these because I've been reading a lot of these articles about streaming bills. Here are some of your big players right now. If you were to get all this, uh, if you were to cut the cord, if you want to be a cord cutter, Netflix averages thirteen dollars for the most popular plan. The Disney Plus Hulu ESPN bundle that'll launch November twelfth, right after this. It's interesting that they went before thirteen dollars. But Anthony, you heard we got the Disney Plus for. I, I got that D23 deal. It's like f- under $4 a month for three years. We have signed up and paid and we're locked in. Yay. That's just, yeah, that's an amazing deal. Awesome. Yeah. Like, amazing deal. <laughs> Amazon Prime Video comes out to 9 bucks a month. And really, people get that because for the free shipping, the video is kind of icing on the cake. HBO Now, if you just wanted HBO, that's $15 a month. There's a CBS All Access Showtime bundle, another $15 a month. And now you have Apple TV Plus at $5 a month. That's about 70 bucks a month. This isn't even counting DC Universe, any kind of a- uh, anime streaming service, HBO Max. We don't know how much that's going to cost. Probably another $15 and like a bunch of other streaming services that some people might want. I just think that it's hilarious that HBO Now and CBS Showtime yeah. cost more than stuff that has five times the amount of content. Yeah, they're really uh, leaning in. They're like, we're Showtime. We're HBO. They're, they're a little brazen. Yeah, I feel like very that's, brazen. That shit, like, it, they should be... If they don't have the content that Netflix has or Disney has, it shouldn't be priced higher by two bucks. Yeah. Uh, HBO now for $15. HBO itself is a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. But this $4.99 news was amazing. It also caused Netflix, Roku, and Disney's shares to drop a little bit in the stock market after the announcement. So, goddamn fucking making waves. Apple with that price is banking on the fact that you'll subscribe to them and cut one of these other ones they're like we're gonna come out first we're gonna come out cheaper and i think the most brilliant move is them giving you a free year of this because they just announced new phones then when they do that everyone fucking re-ups on their phones everyone getting new phones is gonna get a free year building the buzz now whether they stay after that year i just still am confused though like what it is what's gonna be on it and how do i get to it look it'll be another what like what tvs will it be on it will be probably uh I mean, how do you like? They haven't done a very good job of communicating no, well, how you can get this unless you own an Apple TV. No, you're you're right. Since we didn't know the price or the launch date until just this week, even though, and they still haven't really clarified uh, what what like Disney's done it. Yeah, as much as people hate on Disney, they've yeah. done it right. Like they they've shown you trailers. They've shown you like this is all the shit we have. Yep. Apple has shown you three trailers for original content, and they're saying we're going to spend a lot on original content. But no. what? But how are you like? What's going to take up the rest of your time watching this channel? Disney is also smart to uh, unveil their international plans and roll it out internationally. You know, within weeks of it coming, so everybody has it. I think Apple's just banking on the fact that they're cheap. It's a cheap uh, yeah. app. It's like five bucks. Okay, it's like well, we don't have a lot, but they're it's Trojan. They're, they're Trojan horsing yeah. on their on their phone. Yeah, that, yeah. That was just saying that, and like they're just focusing on the fact that they're like they're just. Banking on the fact that people are Apple heads and they, they just love the brand, so they just do anything Apple. Yeah, no, there, and I don't know how much that holds up anymore. It used to be that way. It used to be bigger. Yeah, it's because, not as thick like, anymore. Nobody that I know that has Apple TV bought it because of Apple TV. They bought it because they could hack it. Oh, really? No, but you, I it. thought you can't hack that. That's why I got the Fire Stick. Oh, you can, because that's easier to hack. No, you can't hack it now, but oh, you used to be just, able yeah, to hack yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, l- like I said, they had this big event at Cupertino, and normally in years past, I'm all over all these events. I'm always excited to see what Apple. I didn't, and now I just I didn't give a shit. 
was like, eh, whatever. The TV thing was the most exciting thing. Apple. Yeah, the uh, uh, iPhone 11 Pro. It's got three fucking cameras on there and better quality and uh, eh, all right, it's fine. Yeah, but that Google Pixel, I saw someone use that. Yeah, k- camera. Oh my yeah. god, it kicks it's ass. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've heard about that. Uh, speaking of the best value out of all of these, I saw this article in Business Insider. This uh, streaming search engine, Real Good, has uh, studied and provided an analysis to Business Insider saying Hulu and Netflix offer the most high-quality TV shows of five streaming services, but Hulu has higher-quality shows at 213, Netflix has 203. So they're saying Hulu right now is your best bet, and uh, I, I rugs. I remember you going. What's even on Hulu? Who gets Hulu? Uh, there's a lot of good stuff. You can watch Rick and Morty. All of Rick and Morty. But on I mean, the Hulu. like a ri- the only thing that I've ever heard of that's on Hulu is that the one with the Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale. Runaways is on Hulu. Uh, they they have. Yeah, but nobody watches. They that. have a Wu Tang Wu Tang uh, drama biopic don't, series. Don't they have now? A, still have a ton of TV shows? They that ha- yes, get uploaded on there. Yes. Yeah, so like, if you're into like a lot of the NBC shows or. They still have a deal so you can catch them after they've aired and you can binge whole seasons. So, and there's a lot of documentaries. The Bill Finger Batman documentary, that's really good. That's on Hulu. It's got a lot of good stuff. Uh, listener, let us know if you're going to get Apple TV Plus for $5 a month. Join our Facebook group, Jock and Nerd Nation. Uh, it's exclusive, exclusive closed group just for you to have the geekiest conversations on the internet that you can imagine. Uh, and get Rug Boy's uh, pointed opinions on things that people love. Rugs, they love you, Rug Boy. Okay, <laughs> that's all. Okay, so. That's okay. all you lame. That's all you got to say. Uh, okay, so Anthony, you're like, what are we getting? Well, during this presentation, they released the first trailer for the Jason Momoa sci-fi series called C S E E, as in the verb yeah. C. The worst title I've ever heard. It's for just a show. C. Well. So when you watch the trailer, the reason it's called C is because it takes place in uh, centuries from now. Where everyone's back camping, living in the forest, I guess. Uh, but nobody has vision. Everyone's sight is gone. And somehow they're Everyone still masturbated themselves they, into blindness. <laughs> that must have been it. Uh, but somehow they can still ride horses and walk around the forest. Uh, that porn out there. J- Jason Momoa has some babies. And the babies have sight. The first creatures, first humans to have sight in a long time. And then it looks like there's an evil queen that thinks this is evil. Like, and they want to get the babies and he's got to protect the babies. You just put it on paper and it sounds horrible. Sounds like but Willow a little bit, honestly. It sounds <laughs> really horrible. Yes. And the trailer actually looks pretty decent. So it's like, I mean, quality wise. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the cinematic quality of it. But I still like the concept to me is just like, is, am I going to like this? I don't know. I mean, I watched the I watched three years of Daredevil, but I don't know. Well, so I'll piggyback on that. I I'm in similar agreement. When I watched the trail, I'm like, oh wow, this is this is beautiful. It's like fifteen million dollars in cinematic episode. quality. Like you've got Jason Momoa in this. You've got Alfre Woodard, um, and it looks great. Like this looks like it's definitely filmed on location. Like then there's nothing that you're seeing on screen that it wasn't actually there on camera. But then I thought about the concept. I'm like, okay, like. Maybe this is a cool concept. The vision goes away, but then I started thinking about it more. I'm like, okay, if this is like I started, I went on to Birth Movies Death where yeah. they overanalyze things, and yeah. I started to analyze it, and I agreed. I was going, wait a minute, like if people have not had vision for so long, yeah, how would they even know that a baby had vision? And why uh, he felt it? I don't know how he knows. That's and, a good point. And like, 
why is I know it looks beautiful, but why is everyone so like beautifully dressed? They're kind of pretty and and, and, and manicured, yeah. kind bit, of. Yeah. And the villages are like too beautiful, right? Wouldn't it be a little more rugged? Like it just the whole concept kind of starts to fall apart. I mean, nobody has really it. fucked up haircuts that you would think they would have because yeah. you can't see what like, it looks wh- like. What would what would be if vision was gone for yeah. that long? What yeah. would be the I guess why would they even care that someone had vision? They it wouldn't even matter. Like they just be like okay whatever like and i don't know how helpful it is for a baby to have vision in this position i'll tell you one thing i like okay so this is this show they're spending 15 million dollars it it kind of has like a game of thrones epic fantasy feel um but the one thing i I watched this trailer a couple of times there's this neat audio cue that runs through the trailer and it sounds like it's a guy doing like a, a a ritual call out into the woods you know like or like a bird call but it must be how they communicate uh, in in this world, in this post apocalyptic future, is these these kind of high pitched calls, and they kept playing it, and that stuck in my head. I was like, oh, I keep hearing this. I kind of yeah. like that, but I don't know. We'll see. It is. Uh, it's it's a rough sell for me. Yeah. Like I mean, what saves it is the fact that it's it's beautifully done, and it looks cinematic, and it looks doesn't look like a show. It looks more like a movie. But, yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm like on board with this. I mean, I've said that before, and then been tricked. I was like. I said that about Dark Crystal, and I end up fucking liking it. So Dark Crystal is amazing. Everyone watch it. Highly recommend. So uh, you know, it's like I could be fooled into thing. I could be like wrong about things. There, I said it. Oh shit! I could be <laughs> wow. wrong about it. No, I could no prejudge way. things and wrong and, and be fooled. Fuck that show. Wow. Uh wow. You heard right. it here, people. Yeah. Uh, look, I this looks really cool. I'm really intrigued. It will launch November first, the same day Apple TV begins, but. Am I paying for the Apple TV? I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna unless I buy if to buy a new phone. Uh, I mean, I don't that, this know. this trailer along with the other two, but I think especially this one, they're banking on the fact that you go, this is worth my five dollars a month to see this beautiful, beautifully shot show about people that can't see yet still dress really well. Look, there's people a, that can't see. I, there's a trailer for the morning show, and there's another trailer for Dickinson, which I want to talk about real quick, and then we got to make a decision as a show. Are we purchasing a show account for this? Uh, did- I watched the morning show trailer. Oh, was as well. that was that good? Was it funny? It was actually kind of like. Do you want me to? Yeah, go what's, over what what's, it was? Yeah, what's the gist of that one? So it's like Steve Carell yeah. and uh, Jennifer Anderson are these longtime morning like TV show news anchors or whatever, and Steve Carell gets forced out. And then it's just Jennifer Aniston, and then Reese Witherspoon is like the new ya hot younger okay. anchor that okay. like is getting pushed into that role, even uh-huh. though she doesn't know if she wants it. So Jennifer Aniston feels like threatened by it, and Billy Crudup is like the director that's like pushing out the older generation. To I get this see. New okay. Anchor. So okay. It's kind of like a drama about like growing old and like having your position taken by the younger hipper Ageism person in the industry yeah, and in stuff the industry. by about eight years. Yeah. yeah. How is Reese Witherspoon, the younger hot? I, I look, don't know. She's great, but I don't understand how Reese Witherspoon is the younger hot. I, girl I'm just more point. confused by the fact that they're banking on a subscription off of these, off of three shows, Those, but that one and Dickinson, which uh, stars Haley Steinfeld. Yeah. That's really the only draw to that is the only draw playing and a young wild Emily Dickinson. I mean, this one looks okay. It, this one looks a lot more like a, uh, like a lifetime show or something that'd be on own. I don't know. Yeah. This is one of those things where they tried to like fuse modern day shit. It's a period with, piece with a period piece. And using and, a hot young. Yeah, is it a sexier Downton Abbey? Is that what this is? 
hot young artist. Yeah. Well, Dickin, I guess Emily Dickinson was kind of a, a, a wild girl in her time, if this is uh, based right, on her I mean, backstory. I guess like if, if you have to resort to like kind of <laughs> cheating. Yes. Call make me. it interesting. Yes. Then you're, you're cheating. They're yeah. sexing up. I mean, it's fine. It's a concept. It's cool. Yeah. What, what do we Dickinson. think about the fact that, well, I don't know about Emily Dickinson, but the other two shows are original ideas? Yeah. They, I mean, so you got these three shows. This l- really all. Apple's banking on the fact that you're just going to enjoy original content. Do we, for the show and purposes of reviewing the content and the service, do we get a show account? What do you guys think? Should we vote? I don't know. I'm on the fence. I don't right know. Now. Let's just wait and see. Yeah, I would wait. I mean. I just don't think they've sold. I don't think they've sold it well enough to earn five bucks. If it comes out that the show C is like the next Game of Thrones, that it's that fucking good, I just I will put down my five bucks to watch. That. I just can't see a show about people being blind for that long. <laughs> bird box. I just think that the fact that they they named it C yeah. is already bad. <laughs> it's Bird like, Box. The that's show. what they got. <laughs> like, we make this. Sh- why can we title this show like C? Everyone's blind. What's we call I did, this? I did, I did that's what everybody wants to do. I did see on the internet. See, no pun in, no pun intended. Yeah, I did see on the internet that um, like the the uh, the far left was real upset that they didn't cast blind people that, in these roles. Uh, I, well, I've read that Bill they, Burr. Uh, this, yeah, look, watch Bill Burr's latest paper. Yeah, they Tiger. didn't even try to have blind people. I in do. These roles. I don't think that's true. Uh, Is I, it acting at that point? It's uh, first if of all, just, it's acting. It's no, no. I read somewhere that they hired for the crew and background cast many visually impaired people. That's what I read somewhere. Now, All right, good. The main, got themselves a little bit of a. Uh, a I don't know about the main cast. Like you can add. Well, you Jason know. Momoa, we know, is not blind. Yeah, no, Charlie Cox wasn't blind. It, it worked <laughs> out fine. Maybe. Yeah, no, I, know, I mean the whole the whole show is based around blind. Unless Momoa blind. is like so method that he's like put in these contact lenses to make <laughs> me not see because there is something over their eyes. Everyone has like a clouded. Sure. So maybe I don't know if they're actually maybe it's like tunnel vision or they're visually impaired. Cataracts. Uh, maybe it's just I, I like the, the, even like them riding into battle. I just don't. I don't find it believable that everyone blind is just riding in horseback. Into Plus, battle. all you got to do is smoke tons of weed, and your vision will get better. Everybody knows that. Oh shit! Uh, it's 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 a rough concept for me to fall in love with. Right yeah, now. and so this. I mean, the, look, they're throwing their hat in the ring now. They got a date and 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 a price, but man, Apple. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You got to come a little bit. It is harder. beautiful, though. You have to give it. It's price. gorgeous. It's yes, and they're they're clearly going to spend a lot of money, just like Disney Plus spending a lot of money on the Star Wars and the Marvel shows and HBO. It's like HBO level spend. If you're a young. Or you're a comic book writer coming up with the next series. Listen, if you yes. write something and pitch it right away to Apple, they'll spend fifteen million on to it. anyone right now. It is. I a, think I'm gonna do here. I think. Oh, do here. <laughs> I'm gonna do one called Far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just about over I'm gonna there. do one called Taste. <laughs> uh, my show is called <laughs> Smell. Oh my God! I can taste this lemon. <laughs> we can't taste shit. I'm gonna pitch a show called Smell in a post-apocalyptic future where no one can smell anything and people just take shits everywhere because you yeah. can't smell it. You don't need toilets. The toilets don't exist. There's or my show. Taste where people just eat their own shit. Give me a hundred million apple. When they can't find any food because it's like eh, I don't, it doesn't yeah. taste like. I'm anything. just gonna shit it out, and eat it. It's fine. I'm recycling. Yeah. Uh, uh, look, if you are, but these people are looking for content. This is the perfect time for independent creators for people absolutely. to pitch things. Everyone is looking for the next game. How do you game get a hold of Apple? How do I get on? How do I get onto the phone with this guy? Just tweet Tim Cook. I don't know. Tim Apple. Email All Tim right. Apple. 
Uh, just come up, just literally come up with an idea, yes. not even a good idea, just an idea, just just a valid. <laughs> yeah. All you can be like uh, B. The, the, here's a ton of money. Here, go make the show. Here's fifteen million dollars. My concept is the letter B. You know, that that's funny because this was the Netflix joke for a while, and now that? that they would make anything, they would throw money at everything. Oh, I think, I think they'll, they're going to still do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, they're still. But this is why. Just anybody pitch anything right now. I mean, you anybody. got. You got Apple, you got Netflix, you have Amazon Prime, Hulu. They're all looking for original They're content. all looking for the next big thing. Disney seems to be like just regurgitating stuff, so I don't think you can go to Disney and pitch your new idea. No, they have but... enough stuff. To, to well, yeah, they're stuff. just using all the Fox stuff and yeah. going, okay, Home Alone, let's make that a TV series. Disney but, does not need IP. Yeah, they don't need IP. But the other companies do to keep up with Disney. Sell them your shit. Who's well, going to get the He-Man TV show going? That, that's another, Oh, the live action? Netflix is Netflix doing is, it. The Kevin Smith is doing an animated He-Man show I'm talking about the live one. Well, there's a movie coming out. Somebody pitch oh, a lot. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, 2021. Some, it's never coming out. Somebody eventually <laughs> will come out. Somebody pitch a live action He-Man. It'll get made. CBS. See, look, Thundercats. Where's the, where's the live action Thundercats? You know what's funny about CBS All Access? They have like five Star Trek shows. All new. Like That's all they have. Like That's their main thing. It's I forgot Star they Trek. had their own streaming. Yeah, yeah, that's the only place you can watch these Star Trek, the new Star Trek. Supposedly, shows. Um, Universal is eventually going to come out with something. And too, I heard right? that one may be free. NBC Universal or have a free part of it. Yeah, you, there's still well, more. Just remake all the Universal monsters and put them on that. that oh, network. oh shit! If they got the money to pay for these, uh, man, this is gonna be crazy. Frankenstein, the is series. King Kong still Universal? Probably. I think it's. I think it's public domain. Now. Oh. Ooh, it's not uh, legendary. It's using him. I know Legendary has them. I, forget. Yeah. I thought Universal had them. Uh, back to Haley Steinfeld for a second. She's yeah. going to be Katie Bishop. She's real Maybe. hot right now. Yes, she is uh, in talks to play Kate Bishop on the Hawkeye Disney Plus role. She was in uh, Graydon Into the Spider-Verse as uh, the Gwen Stacy. Uh, she's, I liked her a lot in Bumblebee. She was good in Bumblebee from what people have said. And she sings too. Like She's super she fucking sing. talented. She's... She's the new generation's Lizzie Kaplan. What do you so. think about this pick as uh, for Kate Bishop uh, next to Jeremy Renner's? I think she's fine. She's young. She's, uh, I guess she's a good actress, I guess. I or like her. Decent enough. She was in True Grit. Uh, the she reminds movie as me a kid. of um, that act, that singer that was like saying, making my way downtown. Oh, uh uh, Vanessa, whatever Vanessa Carlton, Carlton? Yeah. Vanessa Carlton. I, said, oh. I don't think Vanessa Carlton ever acted, but yeah, I mean she's super like talented, super cute. Uh, that's exciting. But I had another pick that I publicly tweeted my support behind. Who's that? That this young actor. Her name is Liana Ramirez. She's from Texas. She currently plays Roxy on Power Rangers Beast Morphers on Nickelodeon. If you go to her Twitter, there's all these videos of her training. Uh, uh, fight training. She's training with bow and arrows. She's on wires and doing flips. And the reason I like her, she's been, she reached out to us. She's running her own campaign. This girl's like, look, I'm just a, a girl from uh, Texas. I really want to be Kate Bishop. Can you help out support the hashtag Liana for Kate Bishop? And I checked her stuff out and she's super cute. She looks a lot like Haley Steinfeld. Uh, and uh, saw some bow and arrow work, and I was like, "Look, this girl wants it. She's making an effort to go out there and and get get eyeballs on this." So, but I don't know if she's gonna get it now. If you're looking at the Haley Steinfeld, uh, click that link. What do you guys think? Have you seen the of a Liana Ramirez? Uh, it's also I saw this. She looks legit. I mean, she probably they probably get her to do like some TV shit. 
I mean, if she can't get Kate Bishop, I don't think they're going to go for that. Yeah. They, they want names, Marvel. Yeah. But I could see like another CW show throwing her in there. She could be an archer on on yeah on, <laughs> yeah. on the air on the air. I just have to laugh that yeah. you, your pitch for her included. She looks like Haley Steinfeld. Well, look, she she I know I knew about her first before the story <laughs> came out. And I was like, oh, she looks like Haley Steinfeld also. But she's also very cute. I just like that this girl is like going for it. She's like, I want I would yeah, like to make this it. happen. Go for it. Good for go her. Go for it. Adam Ramirez or Haley Steinfeld. Probably going to be Haley Steinfeld. Probably going to be Haley Steinfeld. But she, uh, good. Hey, I, I, I like to support support independent actors. Sure. Yes. Uh, anyways, Disney Plus, I can't wait till that launches. November 12th? November 12th. Apparently, they, was, uh, they did a soft beta launch in the Netherlands uh, that came out. And then uh, people were saying that like all of the iconic Marvel animated shows from the 90s and before, like the X-Men, all the Spider-Man shows, Spider-Woman, they were all on there, all the cartoons. And I was like, oh, shit, that's good. Like, they would rule for all the Saturday morning cartoons you loved. If that's all in one place, uh, I'll, I'll watch me some fucking DuckTales. I used to love DuckTales. And, yeah. and uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. I would Chippen love to Dale's watch that. Rescue man. Rangers. <laughs> Rescue Rangers, yes. Uh, so all that stuff's going to be out. Uh, moving on, Rugs. Yeah. We talked about the Joker movie last week being at the Venice Film Festival. Right. It won the Golden Lion Award. Oh, shit. Right. Which is like top honors at the yes. film festival. Uh, the, the, the eighth time that an American movie has won this award. Right. Previous Golden Lion winners last year, Roma. The year before, Shape of Water, which went on to win Best Picture. This pretty much rug says that the Joker is a shoe in for a best picture nomination. What do you think? Well, from what I've heard, it's a good movie. Uh, people are kind of like polarized by it. If they have an agenda, they're going to say that this is a terrible movie. It's bad for America. It's bad because everybody, everybody's going to become a mass murderer now. Yeah, they're saying it's an incel uh, people that are, uh, yeah. thing. People are shitting on this movie, but I look, I haven't seen it. I can't really tell you if it's good, but if uh, this is what I think, if a room full of like film, like nerds, not bros who want the Snyder cut or whatever, that yeah. there's this like narrative that anybody that wants the Snyder cut is like some fucking idiot bro or something incel <laughs> dude. I don't know if that's true. I'm like, I don't want the Snyder cut, but I think I'm, I'm down for this Joker movie because of. Not because of anything Joker related, because this is Joaquin Phoenix and Scorsese. Those are the two things that get me interested in this movie. And De Niro. So, uh, it, uh, yeah, Bob and De Niro. De Niro but th that comes part and parcel with Scorsese sure. being involved. Now, if a whole bunch of guys from the Venice F Film Festival give it an ovation, and you're hearing all of this good buzz, these are not the Snyder people. These are not DC shills. These are like guys who go, are at this festival to see independent films. Yeah, yeah. So that leads me to believe logically that it probably goes beyond the Snyder bros. This is like a, probably a legitimate film that has probably has some legitimate uh, performances, some legitimate uh, disturbing or whatever thought-provoking stuff that you don't get to see on a daily basis. So 
I'm interested to see this movie. I hope it's good. You know, in terms of all kind of the backlash this movie's getting, even before it's come out, people saying that it's perfect for 2019 because of uh, the the how they treat violence and mental illness. But really, we, we, it was Taxi like, Driver. The same. Why shit. do you have to have a hot take on a movie right. like <laughs> that you haven't seen yet? Because political stuff. Like, if you're gonna say, okay, I can understand. Look, this movie has nothing to do with the Joker. And it's bullshit. They're like making a bullshit Joker movie. Okay, that's a legitimate argument. Because you're talking about the property. You're talking about whether it's valid or not. And they're just making a cash grab or they're just like kind of shoehorning Scorsese. Yeah, yeah, using the name, whatever. So those are legitimate criticisms. Be like, oh, it's a movie about a fucking psychopath and that's not good. That's not a criticism. Like you can make a movie about anything. Another white guy psychopath. I mean, it's the same thing as them blaming video games for violence or back in the day rock and roll or gangster rap. Like everything gets attacked and it's I mean, just uh, dumb. Then, then they should stop making romantic comedies then. Right. Cause they should stop <laughs> making anything they've made before because that's what things are. Yeah. Like there's movies about fucking maniacs. There's movies about nice people. There's movies about whatever. Like just stop making all movies because we've seen something before. So coincidentally, the Rotten Tomato score, which is at like a mid eighties has gone down a little bit as more reviews have come in. It's right. currently at 76%. 7.72 out of 10. Uh, this is a total of 89 reviews. So, you know, maybe some negative reviews came in. The thing is an average. This is generally how math works. I don't, anything, do you think there's any shenanigans? Nobody's review bombing uh, this. I just think it's just, this has been a strange hype to this movie. Yes. Just with the, oh, you're doing Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, this is a one-off Joker movie. Okay. Um, Oh, now we have a standing ovation at this film festival. This is the greatest. This might get Oscar nominees. Oh, now we have uh, politically correct or po- politics being involved in the review, and now we're like, we're saying that you shouldn't be making a movie about mental illness. And it's just been very strange. It let's is. just watch the fucking just movie. Show me the movie. Let's get the movie out here. Jesus let's all watch fuck. it. But you know what? This is going to help. I think all of this, the positive buzz, the crazy controversy, it's going to help helping. Yeah. at the box office when it comes out October first. October fourth. Fourth. Uh, That's the day between fourth and fifth. It's a special day just for me. Nobody else celebrates it. Hey, October fourth. Uh, it's early tracking projections estimated to make as much as ninety million domestically when it opens, which would be a record for October, beating Sony's Venom from last year that took eighty point two million. And Joker is R-rated. For that to make $90 million opening weekend would be crazy. You really got Shit. nothing coming out that's got the, the profile of Joker, though. Yeah, all this festival. You got nothing with name recognition right. that is um, that's going to get like a lot of the movie-going uh, age groups in there. You know, like the 18 to like 40-year-old people like that go to the movies uh, like a lot. Like that's right in the sweet spot. Yeah, that's a and that's a big group. It's I mean, again, this is not they're not going for the kids, obviously. But and if it makes ninety million opening weekend, they've only spent fifty million on this movie. That would be fucking be remarkable. And I think it could. All this buzz, all this conversation is It'll definitely make fifty. Just go, yeah, it's just gonna help uh, put butts in the seats because now I'm like, damn, just show me this movie. Enough talking about it. I haven't seen it. Show it to me. Uh, well, let me just say this. <laughs> Um, Twitter is getting picked up a lot by the news. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Right? Yeah. Now, if this starts being circulated on on news and they start using scare tactics to be like, don't 
go to this movie. It's bad. Yeah. I could see it being affecting things. I feel like that Rotten Tomatoes affects scores. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes scores affects movie going and um, that the news can also like, uh, I guess, like shame you into not going or like scare you into not going. I hope going, it or... doesn't end up where people like I feel bad going to this movie because of all this but it bullshit. Could work in the opposite way too. Be like, fuck it, I'm going. It sounds good. Like, yeah, let's have crazy. it swing back the other way. In fact, I'm thinking it's gonna go that way where yeah. it's like, oh well, there's a lot of top buzz around this movie, positive or negative. Let's see what it's all. I about. gotta see what it's all about. The weird thing about Rotten Tomatoes, there was one reviewer he tweeted uh, a thing where he's like, I gave these two movies the same score, three out of five. One comes up fresh and one comes up rotten on. Rotten Tomatoes. Your ass is rotten. Uh, is it? I took a shower today. What happened? Oh, shit. Uh, so it's like it's it's a weird scale from critic to critic, and, and it is a little bit confusing. Like three out of five, why is one fresh, one rotten when they're given the same scores as the same movie? Maybe there's legitimate negative reviews that somebody didn't like the movie, but. I'm sure people are way more sensitive and more squeamish about these things than they've ever been. Yeah. And not only that, but there's a lot of uh, validation that you get when you're kind of on on board, you know, a certain type of wavelength. So I don't know. Are they afraid of like of copycat clown violence breaking out all over the country? Well, I think that <laughs> people are afraid <laughs> to say they like weird shit. You know, don't like, be afraid. Uh, yeah, embrace it. <laughs> don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Uh, okay, last thing. Uh, we're gonna. I got one final update on the Spider-Man movie rights situation until something else big happens. We'll put a pin in it after this. But Sony Pictures chief, uh, what's this guy's name? Vince uh, v- Vincaniera, uh said at a thing that at a, uh, thing. at a thing that the door is closed uh, for the moment on for the moment for the moment. On Spider-Man and the rights, uh, he his actual words were: "We had a great run with Feige on Spider-Man movies. We tried to see if there's a way to work it out. The Marvel people are terrific people. We have great respect for them. But on the other hand, we have some pretty terrific people of our own. Kevin didn't do all the work. It's kind of sassy. It's kind of a sassy thing. Uh, so, and then the other thing I thought was interesting in here is he says Spider-Man was fine before the event movies, did better with the event movies, and now that we have our own universe, he will play off the other characters as well. I think we're pretty capable of doing what we have to do here. Does that mean he's going to be in in Venom in in Morbius in these? They said they're working on five or six live-action TV series set in the Spider-Man world. With Spider-Man characters. Spider-Man. Uh, People love Tom Holland. They got him, so that's a good thing. They have a good foundation. Now, if they were to start over without Tom Holland. That would be a disaster. I think that it would be, people would just automatically protest because there's such a stan ship for, for Tom Holland. Wait, can I ask an old person question? Where did the word stan come from? I have no idea. Anthony, just, do you know? Everybody's What's been stan? What's stan? Oh, you don't even know the word stan? What's that? What, what, uh, name? I think it's like a rabid fan. I think it comes from the Eminem song, Stan. Oh, it's you know, like uh, Eminem. Of, okay, so Stan is an overzealous or obsessive fan of a particular celebrity or fandom, oh, I, have, I I've guess. never heard that in my life. Oh, like dude, ride or die. It's all over the internet. Everyone is like, Stan this and Stan that. But I think you're right. It comes from Eminem, Stan, of the obsessive fan. Right. Hmm. Uh, well, look, I taught the millennials something. Holy oh, shit. shit. 
The word yeah. you can use that. Yeah. <laughs> All these I fucking Spider Man stands. Like I, I consider stands like people that are like, uh, like I am about Spider Man. Yeah. You know, I guess. Uh, Anthony, let me ask you this: With this foundation that the MCU has give given Sony of Spy- Tom Holland Spider Man, are I uh, would you be looking forward to him being in Venom Two with Carnage? No, um, no? <laughs> no, no, not really. I mean, I probably would still watch it, yeah. but I, I've growing on the opinion that Sam Raimi and um, whoever directed Into the Spider Verse, they've more or less just got lucky with the product yeah and i don't think sony is all that good in producing spider-man content i mean i'm kind of now i'm excited to see what they're gonna do with it how much they fuck it up or can they keep the momentum on a third spider-man movie with uh what they have set up i i think that disney has designs on what spider-man should be for their financial future of the uh of the uh, franchise of spider-man like, so they, when they do the TV shows, they do the cartoons, yep, Disney yep. does all that stuff. Yep. Sony, um, not so much concerned with that because you've seen them fuck up Spider-Man, you know, a couple of times. Disney has merchandising rights. They have a lot of other yeah. revenue streams yeah, got, from Spider-Man. So it, it kind of like is a huge thing and that, that they're a lot more cautious with it and they're a lot safer with it and they're a lot more willing to like, tone it down and, and, and make it nice and, and, and fun for everyone. That's why I'm kind of excited. It's back Sony's Sony. a little bit more edgy. They're yeah. willing to like do weird shit. Now that may play out in a way I might hate because they could go completely off the rails. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's I, kind of like, it really is like we have, I have no idea how this is going to play. out. I am just, I'm grateful that we did get what we get because remember when the deal broke, like this is an unprecedented thing. No two studios have ever done anything like this before. Uh, two rival studios fucking playing nice for like the last four or five years. Um, this is, is, uh, is unbelievable. Like usually they're cutthroat and they want to fuck each other over. I've never seen that something like this happen. Well, Sony was making shitloads of money off of this deal. Yeah. So why wouldn't they take it? Yeah. And then, Disney comes up and says, no, you're not going to get that money. <laughs> How about that uh, money? Get that some of that money. And they're like, oh, no. And I'm telling you, Ruggs, I think your idea is still sound. Disney offers Sony $10 billion for all of it. Lock, stock and barrel handed back over. They should do it. They have the money. I think Sony would. It's buy a it. good investment for them. Like Spider-Man's never not going to be Spider-Man. Anthony, you think it's uh, worth $10 billion to get Spider-Man back? Ten B. Uh, I don't know about ten billion. No. But yeah, I don't think it's worth ten. I mean, nine hundred characters in Spider Man, ten billion dollars. Just think about the money that they'll make. Okay, so they make. Let's say they make uh, another six movies, and each of them makes a billion dollars. Yeah, that's a good point. They'll have their money back already. Like for what? And, but they're gonna make shitloads more on all the tie-ins and all the other things that they're gonna do with it. So like theme park stuff, like that's based on this on video games. Yep. That's yep. Based on. Yep. So they'll get if they own the character Lock, Stock, and Barrel, they'll make so much more than ten billion. Yeah, at ten billion. I mean, Marvel was. I think they bought Marvel for four billion. Four billion, yes, so, for all yeah. of Marvel back in for, the day. Yeah. And it's, even Star Wars. Ask. Star Wars was four billion when Disney bought it. Yeah, but now you got a, mil- a billion dollar movie yeah. Uh, yeah. making property. Yeah, inflation. So you're, you're talking Everything about. Goes up. 
How many Star Wars movies did they make? What are they up to now? Nine? Yeah, not well. Yeah, something like that. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how many Marvel movies did they make? Twenty-three. 20? All right. So, and they both have netted Disney like sixteen, seventeen billion dollars each. Yeah, which is crazy. So look, Sony balls in your court. Don't fuck it up. Anyway, and they're going to throw them seven. See what happens. Seven, offer seven. Seven. They said ten. They really all take nine. Uh, maybe we'll see him in Venom 2. Okay, look, let's take a quick break here, play some promos. We're going to come back with another Patreon movie review right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, guys, this is Venice, and I've got a message from a friend of mine about my favorite podcast. It's your boy, Flavor, Flav, and Full Effect. Check this out, everybody. I want y'all to go check out TJ. What's good, everybody? TJ Johnson here from Voice from the Underground. I am the most handsome. Big ass. And I'm smoking my cigar, of course. You know what I'm saying? The Dutch. You pick me up in an Uber and a PT Cruiser, I'm calling Lyft. (laughs) (laughs) Still be fighting the power, talking about social issues, politics, you know what I'm saying? And we're not even that good. Right, we're terrible. Terrible. (laughs) Tangents all over the place. And not only that, but they be keeping it fun with the sports, music, comics, and movies, too. Am I allowed to I talk? Think, I think, no, not right now. Shut up, just... colonizer! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He on Twitter at VFU Podcast. So you can find him, you can find him. So check one, two. This is Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy! Okay. What Flav was trying to say is, check out Voice from the Underground on your favorite podcast network. Voice from the Underground. What's up, guys? This is Gerald and my buddy right across from me, as always. Andy. We are two peas on a podcast, and we want to invite you to join us weekly as we discuss. What do we talk about? We talk about a little bit of everything. We I do. mean, we talk about too much events, we talk about too politics, much sports. We, we talk, even talk about sports. We're dudes. We yeah, talk we talk about, about too much stuff. In fact, don't join us. It's too much. <laughs> it's too complicated. I think you're confusing uh, them, Gerald. <laughs> we are a weekly podcast discussing current events, pop culture, hot topics. Hot. The topics uh, are hot. Not the retail store. Just uh, Hot Topic. So I'll oh, I used to love, anything, that was a great story. If anything happened at Hot Topic, we would discuss that as well. You want to get you a black Metallica shirt and some studded earrings? Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. But uh, my name is Gerald and my buddy Andy, and you can catch us on Two Peas on a Podcast. Please go to our website. It's twopeasonapod.com. Check it out. Check us out on Twitter at Two Peas on a Pod and subscribe via iTunes or Google Play. We hope to hear you listening. Is that, we can't we can't do that though, can we? No, we can do. It. We can hear them listening. Uh, we we hope to see that you listened via yes. our stats or whatever. We're everywhere. Uh, but check us out. Two peas right. on a podcast, guys. Listener, if you enjoy the show and you want to support the show and you want more show. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. No. Jock and Nerd. Spend the geekery. This is the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name's Imran. We'll catch you next week, everybody. <laughs> Peep you next time. Wait, you just ended the show. Jump to the end. What the fuck happened there? No, I Great was, idea. I was a better idea. It's for the listener to join our fan club at jockandnerd.com slash Patreon because you get bonus content. You get a exclusive RSS feed just for our paying members that all the shows come out early. Bonus episodes, bonus content. For example, this week on the feed, uh, I needed to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6 with someone because it had ended a few months ago. I know you fuckers aren't watching it anymore. 
So I thought of Jimmy the Geek Graben right away. Oh, play that clip. And uh, wait, which one? Oh, I love this movie. Yes, he joined me and he did an impersonation of me the whole time. No, he didn't. Me and him, uh, we talked about season six bonus episode, TV Talk. I'm calling it TV Talk, like Jock Talk. Nice. Uh, with Jimmy Graben, maybe a regular thing whenever he finishes things and wants to talk about TV rugs. You're welcome to join us. I didn't know if you had watched any of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I assumed not season six. No. Right. So, okay. I was correct. Uh, also, new episode of Jock Talk, Anthony with Chad. Their bottom is is very weak. Yeah. It's back. Jock Talk is back because football's back. Football's back. Jock Talk's back. Well, hopefully we'll do it more consistently now. I love how we have soundboard clips of our listeners to, to play when we talk about that. S- speaking of listeners, my next uh, spinoff show has Blake Braden on. Oh, Blake Braden. Oh, my God. That's awesome. I want to know more about him. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a sound clip of him, but maybe we will. After maybe this we will. maybe he says something stupid. We'll yes. I will clip definitely it. clip it. Interesting. Blake, say something. And you can be part of the show. Also, listener, if you give us $10 a month or more, you get to pick any movie you want for us to review. We've been running through a lot of our Patreon-sponsored movie reviews. We're going to do one shortly. We're almost out of them. So here's the deal, guys. If you are on the Patreon and you've had, and you, you're giving us $10 more and you've had your movie reviewed already and you've been supporting us for more than a year, you are going to get to pick a second movie. Talking nerd. Geek boner. I will message all y'all on the Patreon. But uh, w- and after the review, we have a list of movies. If you can't think of one, stay tuned till after the review uh, because we're going to sort out what kind of movies you may want to pick to force Anthony to watch. Continue the boys movie education. <laughs> right, Anthony? These are, this is a great idea. Yeah. So. Uh, send us your second movie pick. Sign up, ten bucks a month, joggernerd.com, and we will review any movie you want, like we're going to do right now. Let's get into our Patreon sponsored review of Ready Player One from 2018. Here's your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This is a fairly recent movie, like the most recent movie yeah. we've done out of these. So that's a plus right away. Uh, this one sponsored by listener, Patreon supporter, Rimberto Rivera, patron for 16 months. Nerd. Thank you, Rimberto. We appreciate it. Uh, and so that means, Rimberto, you get to pick another movie. Been here more than a month. We're doing your movie. Uh, Ready Player One from Warner Brothers, based on the 2011 novel, also called Ready Player One, uh, from Ernest Klein, who also helped write on the movie a little bit. Rotten Tomatoes. This movie is at 72%. 6.84 oh. out of 10. Yeah, it's kind of surprised that it was that low, but I can kind of see it also. Box office-wise, uh, this heavy CGI movie made for $175 million. Uh, it made $41 million opening weekend. Makes $137 million domestically. Another 445 Overseas for a worldwide take of five hundred and eighty-two dollars. Oh, oh shit! That's not bad. It's a low. No, I thought it was. Gonna, I thought it was going to creep under four hundred. Yeah, wow. no, almost six. I mean, low domestic. It didn't make its budget back domestically. I think it. Yeah, which the, is also the surprising. The, it, yeah, yeah, the people. The global. Market, this came out July fifth, twenty eighteen. A movie directed by one. You may have heard of this guy. Little known first time director Steven Spielberg. Uh, you may have heard. I'm not even going to go over the movies that he's done. You should know the movies that he's done. 
written by Zach Penn. Now, this is a name you should know. This guy's written a lot of comic book stuff. Zach Penn wrote Last Action Hero. Great movie. Uh, Behind Enemy Lines, which wasn't bad. He wrote on X2, X-Men United. But then he also wrote Elektra uh, and X3, X-Men The Last Stand, and yeah. The Incredible Hulk from 2008. Yeah, but then also wrote on The Avengers in well, 2012. So I was going to comment. The Avengers, he wrote that script in. It was Joss rewritten. Yeah. Joss Whedon basically completely rewrote the whole entire script. They gave him writing credit, but. He didn't do really. The script was completely plot lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the most part. So but that, if Joss Whedon wrote that script, yeah, and that's what Zach Penn kind of did here with the Ernest Klein's first script. Uh, he, you know, they they took it in, in a different direction. And I haven't read the book. I've heard it's great, but I've read a lot. I read a little bit of it, and it was like chock full of like references to like every fucking thing. I had to look some shit up. Yeah. And then, I, obsessive and I, pop and then culture. I just forgot about it. Yeah. And then I never finished it. Uh, Spielberg so. said this was his third hardest movie he's ever made in his life because of all the crazy CGI. Uh, starring uh, Ty Sheridan. Good old uh, Cyclops, right? The new Cyclops? Yeah. Well, new old, new. new old, new, former. Better, former <laughs> Cyclops. Wow. Yes. Playing Parzival in the game and Wade in real life. Olivia Cook as Artemis slash Samantha. Ben Mendelsohn, who uh, uh, the, plays a villain, great villain in Star Wars movies as Sorrento. Lena Waithe as H. T.J. Miller playing Irock. Simon Pegg, who I love, as Ogden Morrow. Mark Rylance as Halliday. Uh, and uh, a couple other people. Philip Zhao as Sho. Wynn Murasaki as Daito. Uh, oh, and Hannah John Kamen as Finale, who she was a uh, ghost in Ant-Man. And the ones. Right. Oh, yeah. I was wondering how I recognized her. And she's also in, she's from Killjoys also, Anthony. I mean, Rugboy. Used to watch that. Yes. Killjoys. Killjoys. Yes. And uh, yeah, that. She's, in, she's in a lot of stuff. Uh, Anthony, have you seen this movie before? No. Whoa. So I caught this when it came on cable. And then, and I, whenever it would come on on, on re- repeats, I would just watch it. And then I watched yeah. it again. Uh, Rugs, you said you watched this in the theater. I saw this in the theater. I was like, Spielberg, I'm yeah. there. Ready Player One, I, I read some of this book, and I thought it was really cool. I I, I, I want to go back and read it. Uh, I kind of want to get the audio book uh, to this. It's so full of references and things from, like, Atari, right. from video games, yeah. from, like, Dungeons dense. and Dragons, like, so many things. So I remember when this movie came out, everyone is like, you got to see this movie. You will love all this pop culture and nostalgia shit. And I just never got around to seeing it. It was during, we didn't even review it on the show. But even let to start with you, opening thoughts, never seen this movie. Did you know anything about it going in? All I knew is that it was basically a love letter of a book to the 80s. Yes. Um, and then I knew it was about some guy going into this world to like escape. Should I do a plot summary? Yes, do the plot recap and give us your opening thoughts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I um, love your plot recaps. Set in the future where it's this kind of future where... There's just a lot of garbage, and people just want to get away from the real world. The world is shit. Yeah, just everyone's living on top of each other, and Columbus, Ohio is some sort of hub, and everyone wants to get away, so they escape into this video game that was made by this this guy that was obsessed with the 80s, and he's slightly autistic and socially awkward, and it's about, in this game is a, this guy that made the game has a last dying, before he dies, he programs in the game that you can win 
uh, an exorbitant amount of money if you find these. This well, you hidden win the thing. game. You win the oasis. Yeah, and you win the rights to control the game. So you you you, but you have to study this guy's obsession with the '80s to basically win the game and make an exorbitant amount of money. And the antagonist is this company that is trying to take over the game. It's like a corporate company that's also trying to win this exorbitant amount of money. And take IOI. Over the game. Led right. by Ben like Mendelsohn. Takeover. They're trying to like absorb this company. Sure. Yes, Meanwhile, yes. Ty, you have Ty Sheridan, Sheridan playing Wade, who is obsessed with Holiday and the right. game and all his references, finding the three keys to unlock and get it. Uh, what do you think coming out of this movie? I uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It had it had it had a nice charm. Like the whole movie was just very charming. Um, it was the the game aspect of it was really fun to watch and uh, really immersive. It reminded me of kind of like a better Tron. Yeah, yeah, meets, yeah. Meets old school Willy Wonka yes. and the Chocolate Factory. Oh my God, I wrote down in the notes, this is Matrix meets Tron meets Willy Wonka. Yeah, so that's, yeah, kind of Matrix too. So How did you that. watch it, Anthony? On With his TV. eyes. Oh. Like on a, <laughs> on like a, a regular size screen TV? Yeah, probably like a, a 30 inch, 35 inch screen TV. All right. Well, I'm going to say this because I saw it in the theater and you guys didn't. Um, you can make out so many more like cameos and shit yeah, in the background yeah. that you can't on the TV it's, screen. I, I heard the IMAX a version like, of this you can is amazing. See, like Street Fighter characters, uh-huh. like like Ninja Turtles, like like anything you can think of is is Marvel characters. I think more DC characters. Well, yeah, because it's characters. Warner Brothers. They yeah, can get the it's, it's DC. All DC yeah. characters. I wonder how they like, got the rights to all that. Well, we we'll talk about that later. Okay. I looked up a couple of stuff. Uh, but wow, I'm glad you you uh, you liked yeah, it. It has, a, it has a nice charm. I mean, my only I, my one criticism. Yeah, you hit the spoiler, right? Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert! Is they it takes like a weird dark turn, and we'll get into it. Yeah. Later, and then they kind of just drop it. Like it it gets dark for yeah, a second. Yeah. With the ant getting blown up. Yes. And it, yeah. I feel like the the kid just like completely forgets about it yeah, but immediately to, after to in the next fair, scene like the boyfriend was an asshole yeah, she's kind of a bitch too yeah but know. he's like running to save like this yeah. is still his family well, I, think, I, I just felt, fully, I felt like yeah. they like they felt like they like just kind of glossed over the yeah, fact that a, someone dies a lot it does, horrifically it does that a lot there's a lot of weak ass shit in this movie but it is for every weak ass thing that they do. There's always something that kind of like, hey, that's fun. Yeah. I, look, I like I, that. I, when I first saw this movie, it's not a perfect movie. There's a lot of flaws, but yeah. I love this movie. I, re- I really, I re- love the wish fulfillment fantasy as a geek. The nostalgia, the fucking '80s soundtrack, the hundreds. There's hundreds of pop culture references all over this movie. Uh, I even enjoyed the Oasis world. Um, yeah, I, I mean, if you grew up a gamer, you would like this all. Like, it's, it has everything that you would like if you were like a nerdy kid. Right? I mean, yeah, and I like how uh, in you know they expanded the references in the book. It's super eighties, but they have nineties and two thousand and two thousand and ten. So the I movie, mean, yeah, Mecha Godzilla is a seventies. Dude, how yeah. awesome! They had the Godzilla music going. The musical cues in this movie are amazing. Yeah. Me- yeah. Mecha Godzilla when he came out, they had the Godzilla music. When he th- he threw the the Rubik's cube, which was the Back to the Future cube uh, that reversed time, you hear the little like the the Back to the Future music cue when it gets activated. The whole Shining scene had fucking the music from the movie Shining. 
I think when the Batmobile like starts skidding, yes, you the hear skid s- sounds like the Batman. Yes, song. you hear the '66 Batman. Like the attention to detail in the Oasis is insane, and it looks great. It does I also love how Spielberg manages to use the kind of the uncanny valley effect on the characters to his advantage because yeah, you, this work it works. You're an avatar. You're in a virtual space. They don't have to look perf- perfect. Right, right. But I thought the acting uh, from uh, Ty Sheridan and Olivia Cook. Inside the Oasis, their voice acting and then the animation was so good because he's like he was so much more confident in the Oasis, both of them, you know, and then when they're out, they do a good job of not being confident. But Artemis, like her expressions and like that was great. Like you, you really saw everything on her face. Which is where expressions should be. It's generally. it's the type of movie for me. It's just super charming. Like, and I didn't understand all the references because I didn't grow up loving the eighties. Like, mm. you two fucks. Um, <laughs> We're old. <laughs> but I will say, like, it's super charming every step of the way. And it's a movie that I f- really couldn't be made at any other time. Like, if they made this movie in the nineties, yeah, it wouldn't. Have, I don't think it would have worked in terms of like the 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 way technology was able to make it feel like an immersive video game. There's, there's like you literally, when they're in Oasis, yeah. you feel like you're watching a video game, yes, which is yes. how you should feel watching yes. this. At first I, I thought it was weird, but then it like grew on me and I was like, this is cool. Rugs, what'd you think? They're, not, they're not that far in the future. 2045 they're, is what it yeah, is. So. so they're not that far in the future. It's like maybe the next generation people who are growing up now might get to see this or something. So, uh, it's tangible. Yeah. And, um, there are some weird ass references when he says, "I saw the guy's Twitch stream." I'm like, "Is Twitch going to be around in, in 2045? Like 20 it's the it's probably no, the biggest. No, it's the biggest streaming site out there. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Didn't, well, yeah. I don't know about that's tough <laughs> but, uh, to run. I did like like the fact that it was uh, like you. This guy left like all all of his uh, his notes, everything, every movie that he made, yeah, every yeah. every movie that he liked, everything he saw, like it was was cataloged. In this library, and I think in the um, in the book they spend more time with the references. Yeah. So basically, it educates you about the eighties. So it's a good book to like learn and, and get like ideas about all the because like you know they 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 bring up like Leah Pardon from the Spider Man uh, and uh, the Japanese. Well, he show. goes. I know he goes on about the DeLorean like in yeah. in detail, but like you can't film all that. That's kind of no, boring. You can't. Yeah, so that like they have like Ray Dean from the from the Shogun Warriors. They have like all this crazy ass shit, and they have I think Mecha Godzilla in the book. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think it's based on Kiryu, but I'm not sure. Um, anyhow, but it spends more time with that. So like that's the net, that's what you're missing in this movie. Like here, you get to see him as like cute little like cameos, like popping in and out, yeah. and they're mentioning it like. In throwaway lines, oh, here's the Battlestar Galactica, or yeah. that's oh, you have the Akira bike, yeah, and then Canada's it's like kind bike. of a throw, yeah, yeah. But so, that's all uh, you need. You don't really need like the they just you know the, in the race they just drop the DeLorean there and you get it, whether you've seen the movie or not, yeah. or know what it is. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I don't obviously haven't read the book, but I think if the way you're describing it, rugs, if they would have filmed it that way, yeah. the movie would have no, been too obsessed with the '80s and not been its own story. It. So yeah, that, it would be great as a TV show. Yeah, right. well, like, but yeah, but that's uh, I've read a couple articles. Uh, a lot of people think this improves on the book for that reason alone, because even in the book and in the movie, you you don't get a sense of why Wade is super obsessed with these things. He's just listing what it is and 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 every detail, but. 
You don't really know why is he well, into you're this stuff. You're obsessed with these things because Roy, the Holiday, because Holiday was yes, and, and he loves Holiday, and he loves Holiday, knows everything. Yeah, it's just a lot of name dropping yeah. and and things like that. But um, I, the thing that I like about this film is like, all right, you watch it for the movie, and you, you go through the whole like you know Willy Wonka thing, and uh, but then you can watch it again. It's rewatchable because yes. you could notice things going on in the background. Yeah. And all of these things, like, oh, I didn't notice that guy before. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, fuck. Like, I didn't see that before. Oh, and then you're like, oh, that's from that movie. Yes. That's from the Holy Grail is from, like, Monty Python. Okay. The, the there's Holy so Grenade. much so, shit in this movie that you could freeze frame every frame and pick it apart. Um, yes. I love that. A uh, couple of changes from the book. The Shining Hotel It's not in the book. It was supposed to be Blade Runner. Hmm. Couldn't get the rights because Blade Runner 2049 was coming out. The right. Iron Giant replaced Ultraman. I know, but I love seeing the Iron Giant actually this smash still it. Good. It's still good. Yes, I felt. I felt like this was Spielberg's, like almost like a return to form for Spielberg. Almost because uh, what what did he do before this? The last fully like he did that Tintin movie that was fully that wasn't very, CG and it wasn't very good. He did Tintin War like Lincoln. The last movie Polar that Express. I was like I felt really like a nice charm to that he did was the Terminal. Oh, the terminal is great with Tom Hanks in the in right. the airport, and he's stuck there. Yeah, I do. Because he did that. that Indiana Jones movie, but I don't think a lot of people were all that into well, that. So, one. what was interesting, if you think of like how he directed the the real world stuff, like I love how they just live in trailer trailers stacked on top of each other, and that right. and that, I love how that one lady is on uh, she's dancing on a pole in VR, like that's what she wants to do. But then <laughs> the the stuff in the Oasis was not very. Spielberg like it was more like there was a lot more like flying around moving video game cameras like directing wise that clearly the stuff in the real world is, is is very Spielberg but I thought like he either got help or he tried to to maintain this uh, awesome video game vibe and that he maintains it I mean yeah. like, the vibe is literally I mean I feel like I'm watching a video game yeah and it it totally works it feels like something that like rugs I think kind of said not too distant like I could see us being in a VR game. Oh my god, we're like almost that. there, man. We're we, close. They got the Oculus. You can build 3D environments. Like you are almost there. Uh, let's talk about uh, the two action scenes. I thought the the racing scene in the beginning was so cool. Yeah, it's great. so much oh, yeah, with fun. Kong chasing, fucking Kong and the T Rex and all the crazy vehicles uh, that that you see coming through there. My only nitpick with that is. It's been five years. Nobody fucking figured out that just go backwards. Five years. And then, uh, you know, yeah. he drops this in right where he figures it out. Well, don't, doesn't the, the, he drops in the, the fucking challenge is, was it five years? Well, it's been five years since somebody found the first challenge, right? Uh, no, it's been five years since he dropped that it was a challenge. There was a challenge in there, right? Yeah. And, but then they had to find it. And so they've, they've been racing. They've been for racing five for five but, but years. Who, who would think to go backwards? Uh, I mean, I don't know. You, well, you after five years, try most fucking people something. Who test software. They they break the game. They do all kinds. Listen, of Listen, if you're a true gunter, sure, you're gonna try going so. backwards before five years. But what he had, was the inspiration to go backwards? Remember, he went to the hall where all his memories are, and he goes to the scene after the party for no apparent reason. Yeah, just, he says, it's, well, "Yes, can we go backwards? Why can't we, Can we go we, backwards? Like, step on the gas great. and go backwards." Listen, this movie oh. is full of conveniences and contributions. And, and and coincidences. Yeah, it's a weak slot. Uh, so a, weak a little bit of, the, and uh, you know, maybe some of that is that. I mean, that's Riding, where it reminds but... me of like Willy Wonka. 
Yeah. Like, there's uh, a lot of convenient stuff true. that happens. That's and true. it's it's a test of like this boy being the right yep, being the person right person to shepherd this next generation of whatever this idea is, whether it be the chocolate factory in Willow Wonka or, in the, or the Oasis here. Like, he has to be this right person. It has, right. He's looking for... He's got to have the right heart. Yeah, he's got to pass the test. And that is... But I even have a nitpick with that. So, at the end, he wins by not signing the contract in the Oasis, saying, I don't want right. to make the same mistake twice. And the guy's like, hey, you won. But then he comes out and then fucking eventually signs a fucking contract. I mean, he signed the contract. When he said he wasn't going to sign the contract... Well, he Whatever. signs a contract that um, in real life. Well, no, the guy that who's the guy that he Ogden Morrow. The, yeah, who was Morrow the is the guy that, that prevent, presents him the contract. So it's now like, oh, you have his this blessing. Makes more I guess. Sense. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a blessing. It was like, yeah, like I screwed Morrow over. He had at that point left. He's like, all right, now I know that you're the right guy. So right. then he just leaves. Except he didn't leave. He was the fucking curator the whole time. Like he. Kind of set him up no, to I'm win this thing. Morrow. I'm talking about Morrow. I'm talking about Wade. Oh, yeah. oh. He like leaves. He like shows him the button. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna get my my younger self out of yeah. here, and you're good to go. Bye. Yeah. Like, do what you want. Like, you you you've proven yourself. Well, he gave him the egg that he couldn't even find. He's like, "Where did yeah. I put that fucking egg? There it is." Uh, but uh, uh, I, that the racing scene was fucking dope. And the, my main criticism is the scene where the bad guy, IOI, they blow up his aunt. Yes. And they just gloss, and they over, gloss it. over it. Like, literally, in the next scene, he's like, back in the video game. Yeah, he's yeah, like, oh, I'm going to go find Mary Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah, and then. Uh, it's a good point. I, I felt like IOI could have been a little more nuanced. Like, it, it was just corporate evil. But it, like, it, 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 yeah, it's, but it, he does a great job of. of my it. favorite part of IOI yeah. is that they have their own nerds that they pay. Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. So like, yes. And it's Solve like. Stuff. But like this, this is like indicative of if you you can extrapolate this to like Twitter, yeah. and all the new nerds, <laughs> like like you have this fucking bank of these nerds that so called nerds that their their job is to be nerds, but the real nerds know how to fucking play the game better than that. Yeah, none of them knew how to. All right, and that's how it is in real fandom. Yeah, like there's a bunch of people yeah. that it's their job to so called no shit, right? But they're not if they're real fans. They're gonna get there faster. They're gonna get to the point better. They're gonna see through it. I liked at the end how they all cheered when he finally got that third key in because yeah. they were invested. They wanted to see, you know, the game. They want to see the end of the game. They want to see the end of the yeah. game too. They I, weren't gonna. Do I also it. enjoyed the the even though I criticized Iowa, I did enjoy that like they just had people getting like reconditioned and basically the reconditioning training was just so that they would be the next like soldiers in line when. The other people die in the midst of trying to complete this game. But I don't understand why in the Oasis you have to stand in line for anything. Like, what the fuck? Like, they had to stand in line to jump in these portals, and they're standing in line to play the fucking game. Like, you're in a virtual world, and you're standing in line? Well, maybe there's rules in the game. Okay, this is my other nitpick. There's no fucking rules. How do you play this game? So, Wade is on, Wade, <laughs> wow. Wade is on a VR with a 360 treadmill, right? Sure. Sometimes he's not. Sometimes people are sitting down. Sometimes people are outside playing the fucking game. Yeah, they game. have a hand control. You didn't see that? They, oh, they have hand controls? And I, and I, I think the know. more equipment you have, the better you are going to be at the I game. I do love that suit. And I love how, remember last week we were talking about, would you rather live in a VR world or do an immersive real experience? I would fucking go to the Oasis in a second. Well, yeah, but I the, think the lesson, by 
the end of that though is that the real world the matters. real world is also important yeah, yeah and that yeah. that's why at the end they're like okay we're gonna limit oasis we're gonna have two days a week where Tuesdays there is no oasis Thursdays, they shut it i feel bad for the people who can only play on tuesdays so and e- even a game about vr the lesson is the real world the still real matters. world is still how does anything important. get done in the real world if there's everybody's online alone? i don't know they're all it's gonna it's gonna end up that way i don't know i thought it was a little like in- drones deliver everything we know that like the parts in the game when they're like street fighting and flipping and jumping, like what's going on in the real world? Is that hand controls? <laughs> like I just, I'm like, how do you no, but play you, this? But you play in a video game, you do all this shit. You just press buttons, right? Yeah, but you are wearing a fully tactile suit that if you get kicked in the nuts, you will feel it. Right. Uh, if and and like so, uh, Sorrento. I think it's hilarious. His avatar is just like a bigger, stronger version of himself. Like he has no imagination. He didn't want to be anything crazy. He's just a big dude. Well, he's not a he, nerd at all. He's not a nerd, but he's running around and fighting, but he's sitting in this chair the whole time. Uh, I don't know. And also that, 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 uh, the, the, what was that center called? The loyalty center. Uh, that was kind of a neat idea where you had to work off all the coins, but you know, there's a latch on the inside that just opens the door. Who designed yeah, this? That's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> Who the fuck that's designed bad. this bad box? Idea. Yeah. Uh, I love their one use of the F word. You know, it's PG 13. They can say fuck once. And it was, was, when, when was it? it was when Chucky, when he throws a Chucky and a guy goes, it's fucking Chucky. But Chucky that, goes that was around. pretty good. That's fucking great. The movie's for, I mean, it's good. It's very well. Like there's, you can tell that, Either the source material or Steven Spielberg or whoever wrote it, like they, there was a lot of care in putting, like making every scene matter. Now, there, like there's plot contrivances and there's changes in tone that the don't make sense. The characters are a little thin, but every scene like has a level of care in it. Yeah, that you're like, oh man, like look at that, look at this, look at the way they design this, look at look I at the line here. See, I would love to see that movie book, like uh, like that the art, way. the art of yeah, yeah, because they probably have like so much shit, like. I remember they were remember they were tossing them the guns. Yeah, and like they were like, "Hey, here's this gun." Real and like, gun. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, that's from Eraser. Yeah, like you know, like oh shit, it's all but, real stuff. Even the the interface on how you load up the weapons was like really cool. Like a lot of games do that now. I, I was surprised after having watched this that this movie, although it made a good amount of money, wasn't a bigger deal. It's a great blockbuster movie, like a great summertime blockbuster. Well, it came out in March, so it never was. Well, it came out in July. This is a testament March. to how people March? have been conditioned yep. to watch oh. certain types of things. They're not they're they're averse to going to new things unless like it's like a horror movie or something. And I I don't know if people yeah. who read the book like they were really into this getting made. Speaking of uh the music you mentioned Alan Al, the music Alan Silvestri did this. Yes. And I he's been on a roll. I yeah. I thought his Avengers scores yeah. were both really good and his music here was really good. His too. music here was really good and I love how like it opens with Jump from Van Halen which is very appropriate. Uh all the 80s music was was great every time it came on. Yeah, I'm just surprised like this movie I don't think it'll ever be. I don't think it'll be remembered as one of the all timers, and I think it is an all timer. I feel it'll have more of like of the a, way it was yeah, made, like a cult. It's cult, got rewatchability. Uh, it has rewatchability. An all time blockbuster, not like an all time great movie, but one of those where it's like this should been should have been like a moment where people were like, yeah, let's go see. Like every, yeah, we should yeah. all go see this. Well, I think it it's derivative of a lot of other things. Sure. Well, we just and said yeah. The thing that the thing that really separates it is the fact that it's a love letter to the eighties, and it. It's nostalgic to like a huge degree, and that's why people love the book so much because it like brought up all these things that games, like video games that no one even talks about, like adventure. Like, 
Who brings up adventure? Yeah. Well, the you know the what first I mean? Easter egg, which is uh, absolutely true. I mean, yeah, even so. even having let alone just having Mecha Godzilla as one of the villains, it's like whoa, what? That's King a, Kong's in it. Yeah, dude, well, King Kong's a much bigger. Freddy Krueger's in. Freddy Krueger, Spawn, Batman, fucking yeah, Battle Toads, everything. Dude, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, fucking everybody's in this movie. Did you guys notice that Mecha Godzilla scene when Daito? becomes the Gundam. It's the Serenity ship from the movie we reviewed last yeah. week. Oh, yeah. Wow. Serenity yeah, he, he flies in on the Serenity. Gundam. Yeah. And now you got a Gundam fighting a Mecha Godzilla. I was like, this is fucking badass. I guess the movie's almost too derivative of other stuff to stand on its own. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Well, it it does things differently because of the technology that we have. So when you do the Matrix, right? Yeah. You don't use computer graphics to represent the characters yeah. because you can't really pull it off. But here you do this thing where you're using video game graphics that are recognizable to everybody who plays video games now and go, okay, I buy that that's what the game looks like. And it, so that's different that we have like kind of like this avatar thing where we're like, so it's derivative of Avatar. It's derivative of The Matrix. <laughs> yes. It's derivative Tron, of... Willy yeah, Wonka, Tron, all this stuff. Last Starfighter, yeah, all Star, these fucking... Oh, it's all Last Starfighter, yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot of these games. Willy Wonka, like all of these things that we've we've mentioned already. So it's, you know, it may seem like we're treading the same ground again, but I, I, the reason why, the thing that separates it is, is all of the 80s references and all of the... Just the video, the video game stuff. I mean, but even all like this obscure Japanese stuff that's in there, like there's Gundams and all. But of I, so this was personal to like Ernest Klein, all the pop culture references, which is why he wrote this book. I love how Spielberg also makes it personal to him by putting The Shining in the movie because he was friends with Kubrick, so it was kind of a tribute to his buddy. And they actually used like uh, the same footage and film grain and perfectly recreated the shots from the fucking Shining. Uh, it was hilarious. Anthony, let me ask you this. Did you, were you able to guess that H was not going to be a dude? Uh, when I mean, it they, they kind of built to it. I, I was a little fooled, but they built to it when she's saying that uh, Artemis could be a fat guy. I love that line. Like that. It's like, she I could just be. I think that the voice was odd. Yeah, they, the get go. Yeah, they voice, it was clearly voice like, changed. This dude's definitely using, like, this dude's definitely dropping the bass in his voice, like, a lot. I do think they missed the ball a little bit on like uh, with H being like a black female lesbian character. What do you mean? Uh, they just they didn't. She didn't really mention that or like uh, show because there's a lot of gamers out there just like her. They could have. Well, I mean, it's enough that she's just. I mean, she looks like a tomboy, right? So it's just like matter of fact, but it does work. What, what was she supposed to be like? Hey, I'm also gay. Yeah, I guess not. But it, like, you, how would you announce that? Nah, yeah, you don't. You do, do get <laughs> you get the friendship right. You just away. you can see right. Well, but also you just see by the way she looks that it's implied that yeah. she's probably a tomboy. And he doesn't like. He's like, oh, that's weird. But then it's not like is a that thing. politically correct term? Can we tomboy? still say tomboy? Can we still say tomboy? I don't know. Twitter, let us. I know. don't know anymore. <laughs> Nothing is. That was always a thing when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. Tomboy. There's a little girl that liked to play with boys. But the uh Cut her hair short. You know, they also do wore boys' clothes. Yes. That was a, this is a tomboy. There's always yeah. been tomboys. And sometimes the tomboys ended up being like really hot girls when they grew up. Yeah. And like liking men. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh... I don't know why I got on that tangent, but I, I just felt like tomboy might not be a politically correct term and I've used it liberally. Oh boy. Now we're gonna get it. <laughs> They're coming after us. Um I did not appreciate kind of the boy gets girl thing that's very it was the you know, the kiss. 
again, fall in love derivative, with the game. yes, they fall. Well, supposedly she's like Pe- they make her like kind of ugly with the birthmark. Oh come on, birthmark. Although she's still very fucking. Cute. That's what you're afraid of. I grew up with vitiligo, bitch. That shit is nothing. You come talk to me when your skin is two different colors of pigment. I got a That's fucking true. birthmark. You're still cute as hell. What the fuck? I did like how when she went in the Oasis after that, Artemis had a red splotch on her eye. They in also the character. A flaw in the movie is they they have this whole like secret society that Artemis is a part of. Oh yeah, you and, don't really get and a sense you don't of the really revolution. Get to, it's two people. Yeah. Yeah, it's only two people, and you don't really get a sense of the scale of it and why it's happening. What like, happened? You just have a weird guy with tattoos on his face and arms. What happened to the what revolution? To that guy. I don't know. They, Doesn't he die? They found him. Know. They found them. They found him. They yeah, I don't know what happened to that guy. So there's some stuff that they could have like touched yeah. on that was like yeah. very like the the plot was moving so quick that they like glossed over that they glossed over the fact that you blew up the guy's aunt and he doesn't have time for emotion. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Remember when you, your aunt died? Oh, forget that. Yeah. Uh, oh, he was literally running. Yeah. They're like, get out of there. Yeah. They blow it up. Next scene, he gets captured and he's like, let's get back in the game. Of course, I got to get this prize right at him as he's running away. Of course, I gotta get this prize. The second he's more important than mourning my family's death. Now he owns the Oasis. So, uh, in regards to making this movie, apparently the movie rights purchased before the book came out in 2010. They've been trying to make this movie for eight years. Ernest Klein writing this book goes thinking to himself, "There's this is unfilmable. There's no way this would ever become a movie." I'm actually not surprised that they would have bought the rights because. You make a love letter to the 80s. Yeah. I feel like people really enjoy the They're 80s. They're going to want right that. Yeah. Uh, it, things uh, looked bleak until 2015. Steven Spielberg signs on to direct. And now, with his clout and his money, he spent a few years tracking down all the rights for everything. And so, this is why they had to change some things. Like I said, Iron Giant was Ultraman, Shining Hotel was Blade Runner. Uh, they couldn't get anything from star wars disney was like no fuck off we're not giving you rights to use an x-wing and then on purpose spielberg did not want any references to his own movies in the movie and apparently there's a lot in the book wasn't there a t-rex though well there's a t-rex which could be like a dinosaur thing and i think they slipped in a gremlin somewhere but they were trying to slip in stuff. Well, I mean, isn't isn't uh, Back to the Future one of his? Uh, yes, he said that producers? that one he allowed because it was such a, a, a integral part that's of a, the story. It's an iconic eighties movie, and you ne- it's, it was in the book. You needed that car. It's all part then of it. Then again, he did hold back on like Indiana Jones and well, ET. Uh, yes, all, yes. There's tons more that they wanted to put in there that are in the book that he's like, no, I don't want this to be about me. I want this to be so I think what they did cleverly with the book is ma- focus more on the story strip back the obsessive stuff I actually liked the shining sub yeah it, it adds an element to the it, it takes the movie and make, gives it a little bit of a, a horror twist yeah which you're not expecting yeah 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 I love that whole sequence because the movie uh, I love that movie and I love what they did with it because uh, the whole the, the twins and the whole scary lady is fucking great. The blood coming the down blood, the hallway. Uh, yeah, the blood in the hallway is great. And then they even made it go further where you're like in the blood. And then he's in the picture like Jack was in the picture in the movie. A uh, lot of fun stuff. So I I, 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 a, I love this movie. It's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and maybe I, it makes me want to pick up the audio book. Yeah, uh, I think I might go I'm back there. into it. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of hoping that they make a comic book out of it because i would like to visually oh. see things 
because uh, like one thing I was doing is when I was reading the book, I just kept on going online and looking up what like, what is this again? Oh shit! Yeah. I gotta, oh shit! I, don't, like, I remember that, references. but like, I, I want to see it. They need yeah. references to everything. So I'd love to see it in a comic book where they something like an artist can like at least maybe draw some of this stuff, and it'd be cool to see the drawing of it too. That would be cool to see the world, and I think Ernest Klein may be working on a sequel novel, Ready Player Two. I don't know. Right. Ready Player One Point Two. Uh, another thing, I just one thing I want yeah. to point out is that in the book, yeah. He's fat. Wade is? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. He's, he's like a like fat he's gamer. A dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Does he get the girl? Yeah. What is Artemis like in the book? She's a little bit. She's not. A, she's not skinny either. <laughs> See, I think that if Artemis was, it would have been hilarious if Artemis was not that attractive. I'm just saying <laughs> it would really tested Wade's because Wade is like, even if you were hideous, I would still like you. I don't think I got to the part where he where he met her. Uh, yeah, no. But I'm assuming that uh, she was. I like it is awfully convenient that right. the two I'm, leads are very attractive, are attractive yeah. people. I don't know if the guy's attractive. He's Ty Sheridan. He's a, I mean, girls find him cute, I, I guess. I don't want to bang him. <laughs> no. Rock boy wouldn't hit Maybe it. Maybe with the lights off. <laughs> Lame. Rock boy wouldn't do it. Let me see his abs. I uh, I like T.J. Miller as that bad guy, Irock. Uh, oh yeah, I, which one? Oh yeah, he was hilarious, and they he made was fu- he was actually pretty he funny. He made his face there look was like one, them. There, there was one. There's a couple of lines that were funny, yeah. but whenever he was, he would like uh, not know what he was talking about in mid sentence, yes. and then like it's, yeah, trail off. My, f- that was my favorite line he goes, and then I said voila, which means, and then I found out. <laughs> and like stuff like that. It's so I was great. trying to figure out. I was like, "Who is doing this voice?" Yeah. And I couldn't figure it out until after the film. I was like, oh, that's why I thought this guy was kind of funny. Yeah, fucking T.J. Miller. Aviato is that the name of his? Oh uh, yeah, in Silicon Valley. <laughs> uh, all right, well, Ernest Ehrlich. Er- 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 Ehrlich. Ba- ba- I want to kill Ehrlich Bachman. <laughs> Remember the Chinese kid wanted to kill him, Ehrlich yes. Bachman. Silicon Valley's uh, coming show. back. Uh, I think next month. Uh, one another season. I love the Silicon Valley. Very, very pleasantly surprised by this movie. Great. Roberto Rivera picked a great movie, guys. Let's rate it. Anthony, what would you give it out of 10 score? 7.75. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Wow. Okay, solid. Rugs? I think uh, I'm going to give it a straight 7. All right. I, I enjoy it, but I really, there's a lot of shit that, like, uh, uh, it, some of it falls apart here and there. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. overall, though, it's an enjoyable film. I think. The things that makes it enjoyable to me is that you can watch it repeated times and get something new every time. So I think that's it's the gift that keeps on giving, I guess. Absolutely. I'll give it a straight eight. Eight out of ten for me. Uh, it is. I, I, I really, the nostalgia alone uh, and just imagining living in the Oasis is fucking so cool. Uh, they should have had some Oasis music. Oh, they didn't have any Oasis. Some <laughs> Wonderwall in there. Wonderwall. <laughs> some Liam Gallagher. Uh, all right, good stuff, Roberto. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, side note: Ray O'Neill, Ralph Bravo still haven't sent in their movie picks. Uh, you guys still listen to the show? If so, you're yeah. st- I know Ray's listening. He shares the every show on his Facebook. Thank you, Ray. Oh, awesome! Yeah, he is a great listener. So Ray sent in a movie. Ralph Bravo. I don't know where you are, but if you're listening, send us your pick. All right, let's do some news from the nation. <laughs> It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. Nothing silent but deadly. It's time for news from the nation. Nothing in the chamber. (laughs) 
Oh, there you oh. go. Okay, what's got? We got one. That's all. We're good. Uh, Rugs, I'm gonna start with the, your recent post from this week because doing all these Patreon movie reviews got to talking about uh, the movies we've all seen and movies Anthony may or may not have seen and stuff we want to review, and it led to. An amazing list of like a hundred movies, listener. I have a. I just started rattling stuff off. Yeah, and then as I made the list, I'm like, oh, that one. Oh shit, that one. And it just kept on like multiplying. And then people started adding their own, and some great suggestions. So I have a link in the show notes. There is now a Google spreadsheet. I'm supposed to do a, a live thing. On That's this, right. So I ahead. forget who made this. Was it Blake Braden? Uh, somebody put this together. Thank you so much. I- How many deep are we? A hundred. So this thing goes to 99 on 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 the list. So what were we going to do you guys? We were going to have uh Well, you guys had done some sort of prediction, right? I I've picked 5 movies that I want you to watch and us to review. Well, no, it was here, let me say. Let me let me look at I this. I forgot what the book. deal was. Rugs, what was the deal? I was going to pick 5 films that I've already seen that you have want to review and 5 okay. that I haven't seen. Okay. And you guys yeah. were going to kind of just Pick five that we think we're going to pick. Yeah, you would have picked five that I would think of. So let me pick the five that I've seen that yeah. I would review. Okay. Um, RoboCop. Okay. Aliens. I'm just looking at this list. Force Gump. Solid. Face Off. Yes, they're remaking oh, yeah. that. Yeah, they are. That's which is kind That's of a, they should not a remake, bad idea. No, they should not remake that. They should not remake that movie. The Fifth Element. The Fifth Element. Listen, Face Off only I've seen works all five of those because of three people: John Woo, Nicholas Cage, John Travolta. That's the only reason the fucking movie is any. In, well, you, any it works because you have each character overacting as the other character. Playing themselves. It's so bad. It's good. Yes. It's lightning in a bottle. Was, you can't do it. I mean, again. where else are you going to find movie. Nick Cage acting like Travolta and Travolta acting like Nick Cage? Face with. Oh. Yes, do not remake that movie. Papa's got a brand new bag. All right, those are five <laughs> movies you've seen. Those are solid five movies. So now you want to give us the movies you haven't seen or haven't seen that I would in maybe enjoy reviewing. Okay, maybe because I haven't seen them. Okay, I haven't seen Goodfellas. Oh shit! Uh, you should definitely see that. Um, let's see here. Uh, maybe this is counts as a trilogy. Yeah, but I will say just one. Yeah, I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. Uh, uh, well, everyone talks about that. I, I don't know I would if pass. Anthony could sit through it, yeah. but I think it's it's an achievement. But I don't know if it's for everyone. I haven't seen Animal House, oh. and I'd like to review oh. that. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, John Belushi. Fuck yeah, John Belushi in kind of the same lo- to- uh, tone. Revenge of the Nerds. Oh seen man, that either. So politically incorrect these days, but yes, yeah, both of them. Both of them. Both yeah, of them. Animal yeah. House too. Oh god! Oh god! So though, and then yeah, a movie I haven't seen that is very surprising, and it is kind of a shame I haven't seen it. Blade. Oh, I've Blade! Blade. Oh, I've not seen Blade. Oh, wow. Blade's the one that started it all, basically. Oh, you have shit. to immediately watch. We're gonna have Blade. to do that. Yeah, that has to be the first one we do. Okay, god those those it. are the five on the list that like stick out to me as movies I would like to Excellent. see and, and review. Excellent. Wow. Okay, so rugs, what do you got? What do you pick five? I, I this, these are the five that I would say he has to see seven. Okay, good one. Seen seven, I like it. Oh, you've seen it. Okay, yep. okay. Uh, I would say also the Prestige. You know I've what? Not seen the Prestige. I have not seen the Prestige yet either. You should see the. I Prestige. need to watch that. I keep forgetting. Uh, I would say uh, True Romance. Oh, that was on my list. 
usual suspects. Oh, that's a good one. It's on my list. Things to do in Denver when you're dead. Oh. Those last three I haven't seen. I, I've never even heard of things to do in Denver when you were that's dead. That's Andy yeah. Garcia, right? Yeah. And who else? These is- are all not superhero movies. Yes. Yes. These are just all like post Quentin Tarantino uh Movies that are like it might be fucking boring for me. No, but I think this is great. Now, if uh, we're talking about action films yeah. that Anthony has not seen yet, that he should see. Anthony, have you seen Fight Club? I have seen. Damn Fight it, Club. that's on my list too. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay, so I'm uh, Aaron. Do your list so I don't step on it. Well, let me just say real quick. Yeah, I do enjoy a good movie that is actually a good movie. Like Shawshank Redemption yes. is one of my all time favorites. Yeah, absolutely. Right, so, that's. I mean, that's just solid. Everything, acting, storytelling, directing is a good movie. Uh, so here's the five that I, movies I love that I would love for him to watch and review. And you mentioned two of them: True Romance, top of the list. We right. gotta fucking do the true. You romance. guys have said this, and I, I, I literally, if I have, didn't do the show, I would not know that movie. Never know that this was a movie. Uh, right. You were, you were. I, I, would, I would think of true uh, lies, true lies. Yeah. Or what, there's a what, there was a show on HBO or something. Oh, True Blood, True Blood, true Crime, yep. yeah, True Blood, no, dude, or something True like that. Romance. You will not be sorry once you see that. Mm. And then Fight Club was the other one that Fight Club I've seen. Uh, okay, and so uh, Memento, the subliminal dick at the end when the bombs and the buildings are falling. Oh, I guys, forgot about that. I didn't even know. Dick. Uh, One frame. The other, uh, my next movie is Christopher Nolan's Memento. It's his, yeah. one I of his Mem- first no, movies. No, I haven't seen Memento. Memento is an amazing movie. That- you made me watch the one that was in the reverse. That's it. That's Memento. I've seen that. Oh, I like that movie. Oh, shit. I forgot I already made you watch that. It's you made good. me watch yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You, you literally gave me the DVD. I was like, like you have to watch, watch this. this. I should have done that with True Romance. And then the final two, to switch it up from comedies, I put The Princess Bride. Have you, right. have you seen that? I've only seen it's parts of that. I've okay. only seen parts of that, and so I haven't Go- fully watched it. I, Goonies is like one of my favorite childhood movies. I've never seen the Goonies. Dude. Oh, my God. Goonies you is so much fun. You should watch it. I, I, I think that... Uh, what's the other one you want to do? Princess, Princess Bride. Bride yeah. Is, is a very beloved film, yeah. but I, I, I've only seen that a few times. I, I should rewatch. And so with uh, Goonies, I'd also put like Stand By Me. You know, Goonies. Well, what we'll do is we'll there. finish the... Patreon reviews. We might we'll get let, some new ones. We'll get some new ones because yeah. hopefully you, maybe you can send out a reminder to yeah. them yeah. that have been donating for two years. They can pick some others. So maybe they'll pick these. Yeah. But if we have a week where we're not, we don't have a light week, just throw me one of the movies. Yeah. And I'll watch and we'll, uh, you know. I love it. Anthony's movie education continues. But yeah, like we said, listener, if you join our Patreon, $10 a month, and uh, you pick any movie. We have this list now. If you are if you are with us for more than a year, we've done your movie. Here's a great list. I will put it in the show notes. I'll make a short link uh, for it. Hey, let's just say I got one more. Go I got to, one more that that we should add. I'm going to create this URL right now: jockandnerd.com slash movie list. Uh, that's where this Google spreadsheet will be. What's that, Rugs? Uh, Anthony's got to see Akira. Oh, Akira. Hmm. Hmm. He's got to see it. <laughs> He's got to see Akira, it. Akira! I don't know if he'll make it through the whole movie. There's a lot of them yelling each other's names. I mean, that's every anime. That's, it's them yelling. that's it, it, yeah. <laughs> a lot of it. Yes. I don't, uh, Akira, well, I'd let, be, let me say something yeah. though about uh, the two of the picks I made. Yeah, yeah. So I really enjoy a good raunchy comedy. Sure. And Animal House yep. and what was it? The other one. That Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds yeah. are two movies that are like started all of that. Yep. Yep. Right. So I, I, those are, that's kind of why. You wouldn't have, have you seen together. Office Space? No. Oh, you, you should watch one, Office dude. Space. That is the ultimate. But like for me, like American Pie is one of my like all time favorite movies. That's yeah, good. I, I just really, I just enjoy the like the coming of age raunchy shit. 
Like I used to really like all those kind of Office movies. Office Space is the most quoted movie. Did you see Road Trip and Euro Trip? I did. I've seen both of those. Have you seen I quote Euro Trip all the time? What about Idiocracy? I think that should be on this list. I haven't oh, seen that's Idiocracy. A good one. That's not on this list. Oh my god! You gotta add it. And Inception. Have you seen Inception? I've seen Inception. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, look, listener, there is your mission. Uh, if you need a second movie or you need a first yeah. movie. Visit this Send list. Send Anthony dirty movies. Send Anthony <laughs> dirty porn movies. Or, or if your listener has seen one or of these movies, yeah. feel free to like write on the page and do a spoiler-free review. Oh, to uh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To kind of just like, oh, like, what did a you guys teaser. think of this movie? Yeah. Here's what I thought. Blah, 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 blah. It's a great, man, Dark City. I forgot about Dark City. That's a fucking Napoleon great movie. Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. Donnie Darko. Like Napoleon Dynamite. You like Napoleon Dynamite? Oh. Oh, I like it. There, this is an um, oh. such a fucking weird ass movie. It's it was too strange. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it is awkward comedy, very socially yeah, awkward. It's super. It's just quotable. Dude. It is very quotable. Uh, but rugs, but, well, I just I love how this led to this amazing list of movies. It really is a hundred. Well, it's because of the listener because we started doing these reviews and the nation. Good job, Conan and the Barbarian. Have you seen that recently, Anthony? I haven't seen the full movie. No, I remember oh. watching a little bit of it. He's all dubbed in that movie, right? Great. Is he du- is Arnold dubbed in co- in the first Conan? I don't know. There's parts of it where it's him, and I can't remember. He's dubbed. Uh, that's great. So we will uh, now. We got lots of things to review. Uh, moving on, I uh, Lisa Morrison commented on the Facebook oh, group News for the Nation. She said, "So I'm watching Dark Phoenix uh, for the first time, and I can't stop wondering how a movie with so many good actors could be so bad." It got me thinking about terrible movies with great casts, so I thought I'd throw that out here as a question. What is the worst movie with the best cast you've ever seen? See? This is a great question, it's first a, of it's all. It's a great question. Holy shit. Lisa's, Lisa's so on the money. She's a great listener. Absolutely. She, she doesn't like... She always gets you uh, to think about stuff that's really fun to think about. What a fucking great, uh, uh, great question. Anything that jumps out at you guys right away? Um... Movies that have great casts that suck. Yeah. So here, let me start with some of the oh, nation's God. picks. Ishtar. <laughs> Ishtar. Mean, here, let's start with Daryl K. Had a couple of picks. X three. He put down. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pearl Harbor. But the cast of Pearl Harbor: Ben yeah. Affleck, Josh Hartnett, Jennifer Garner, John Voight, Kate Beckinsale, Cuba Gooding Jr., Alec Baldwin, Tom Sizemore, Dan Aykroyd. Twenty five percent Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, but yeah. It's surprising that that movie is that bad. Uh, he has Batman Forever. It's just boring. Batman it's Forever all. and Batman and Robin. Batman, those are two good ones because the cast in those yeah, movies that, are amazing. Yeah, but they yeah they have nothing to do. But they with have it. nothing to do but act garbage. like cartoons. Uh, uh, let's. Uh, I would also put Armageddon. Uh, anything Ben Affleck's in generally, maybe. <laughs> Uh, is it under that list? Movie forty three probably. Marcus. So Savina, Marcus Savina put this. That's probably the worst. This movie, movie is on these. every list of uh b- bad movies with great cast. Listen to who is in movie forty three: Elizabeth Banks, Kristen Bell, Halle Berry, Gerard Butler, Seth MacFarlane, Leslie Bibb, Kate Bosworth, Josh Duhamel, Anna Faris, Richard Gere, Terrence Howard, Hugh Jackman. Johnny Knoxville, Justin Long, Christopher Minsk Plus, McLovin, Chloe Grace Moretz, Chris Pratt, Liv Schreiber, Sean William Scott, Emma Stone, Jason Sudeikis, Uma Thurman, Naomi Watts, and Kate Winslet. It is at 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. Jesus. What a fucking crazy cast. I don't really agree with Mars Attacks. I mean, it's a shitty movie, but like. So Ray O'Neill says Mars Attacks. It's got like 52%, which is not. 
that terrible. It's like a. I do love. I do like, love that Tim Burton movie. It's a. It's a fun. But again, Prometheus. I wouldn't uh, throw in there either. Michael Tchaikovsky like, said Prometheus. Passable. More Fassbender. Again, there's themes. Movies with Michael Fassbender, who is amazing. Sometimes he's been in bad movies. Ray Swanson said Batman versus Superman. Yeah, <laughs> people. Enough people like that movie though. That's another yeah. thing. People. Some people like that movie. I don't like. I don't know why, but some people like it. Blake Braden uh, made a very interesting observation. Check this shit out. Uh, Robin Hood 2019 came out this year. Oh. Has Taron Edgerton, Jamie Foxx, Ben Mendelsohn. Not a good movie. Robin Hood 2010. Russell Crowe, Kate Blanchett, Oscar Isaac, Mark Strong, William Hurt. Not a good movie. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves 1991, Kevin Costner, Morgan Freeman, Alan Rickman, Christian Slater, Michael Wincott. They can't. I'll give that one the pass just for Michael Wincott. They can't fucking get Robin Hood right. Three fucking bombs. Yeah, they never get that movie right. Holy shit. Uh, I do love Brian Adams, everything I do. Uh, I do. Although I do like the. The one with Robin Williams for some reason. Maybe just nostalgia. Wait, which one? Isn't that Robin Hood? Robin oh, that's Hood. Hook. It's called oh, Hook. Hook has Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Uh that yeah, that could be that's I a like, nostalgia. I mean that's, that's a nostalgia. More, Rufio. Rufio. Yeah. Oh yeah, with Rufio. I love yeah. Rufio. I like I like I like Rufio. That's Spielberg too, right? That's a good movie. Yeah. I like Hook. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they, they got it right. Like, I mean, I don't know if they got it right, but they got a fun movie. They got it, yeah. And I just, I always, I love that idea of Peter Pan growing it up. It is Spielberg. Wow. Yeah, Steven Spielberg. I love that idea of Peter, what if Peter Pan grew up? And what, you know, what would what would he be like now? Would he still, it was great. Oh, well, that's not Robin Hood then. It's Peter Pan. It's Peter Pan. But Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, everything well, I do. they're both guys with feathers in their caps. Yeah. That wrong. <laughs> These are green. all great picks. I added uh, two more. Uh, I'm going to put Josh Trank's Fantastic Four movie in this Most- list. <laughs> I, that is like I don't know. It's it's a good it's cast. A bad mo- it's a bad movie. Miles Teller again. Kate Mara, Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Bell, Toby Kebbell, Reggie Kathy, Tim Blake Nelson. Ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but I don't know if it's it's a ten percent or I think that's a it's too high. I, I would I, I no I would I don't think it's that bad of a movie. fan for it's, like, it's bad. Come on, I think it's bad because it's it's because it's it, it it's so inconsistent. All right, it's like. You could tell that it was like stitched together. It's like and it's, it's kind of like Dark Phoenix was. Yeah, it's a, it's a mess. Yeah. But like, I think that it still managed to be a Fantastic Four movie uh, in some shape. Yeah, and form. I, I would say I think it is that bad, and here's why. Not only is it just inconsistent in tone, but the fact that um, Kate Mara's hair changes in oh, every that's, scene. That's, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, I'm just, just saying, but like, that's just such a bad oversight that like you can't have that happen in a major film. I mean, I think it falls that's, under. That's, almost, that's like sci-fi level stuff. Yeah, this is right. worst movie, bad movie, good cast. It definitely falls in in uh, in this. I category. just remember being in the theater and then thinking, like halfway through the movie, I'm like it's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it ended. It the last act really sucked, and I was like, ah, it sucks. But like, I I I would be willing to like give them the benefit of the doubt if it if it didn't take that awful turn at the end where like it was like the payoff was terrible. Uh, this next one is a movie that I was actually shocked was not good because listen to this cast. Think about how can the, this cast not make a bad movie? Adam Sandler, Kevin James, Chris Rock, David Spade, Selma Hayek, Taylor Lautner, Maya Rudolph, Mario Bello, Steve Buscemi, Tim Meadows, Shaquille O'Neal, Colin Quinn, John Lovitz, and Rob Schneider. Those are some heavy hidden comedy names and, well, and a Shaquille O'Neal. I, w- I would say that the reason why is it's 
One of the reasons is Adam Sandler is far past his fucking. He prime was his prime. I'm talking about. No, I'm talking. He's past, way past his. Prime. When they made this movie, which was grown oh, he's ups, phoning it in. Grown ups yeah. two seven percent. Although there's a new Adam Sandler movie out, and he's getting some Oscar buzz for best actor. I think he's a dramatic role. I forget what the movie is. Does he? Does he make? His voice really Maybe. low like this. Is the movie and where talk he, really slow? Is it another movie where he's like the normal, like the just the schlub looking guy, and he gets a hot girl? And he gets a hot girl. That's every movie. That's every <laughs> oh, like. I yeah. like that movie. <laughs> That's a good movie. <laughs> Drew Barrymore doesn't matter who it is. He gets he, them all. He's used Drew Barrymore twice in that role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has. You guys have any others you can think of? Uh, bad movie with a good cast. I think they. I, I think know. they get made all the time. Bad movies with good cast. It's true. There are some classics, though, that you're like, I can't believe yeah, all true. these people are in this fucking shit ass movie. I feel like that, that that one with Oprah Winfrey just was bad. Oh, wait. I mean, that oh, one yes. with, um, with Ava DuVernay the, movie. The one that came out yeah. a couple years ago that around Valentine's Day that had legitimately everyone. Do you remember that movie? Was it like a rom-com? Yeah. Was it? Was the, there's a movie rom-com? called The Big Wedding. This movie has like De Niro and all these people, and it's not good. Va- here, let me look it up. Valentine's Day. 2010, I think, was the film. So there's a movie called uh, The Big Wedding from 2013 that has Robert De Niro, Catherine Heigl, Diane Keaton, Amanda Seyfried, Topher Grace, Susan Sarandon, Robin Williams, Ben Barnes, and apparently it's a horrible movie. Which one? Uh, it's called The Big Wedding. It is 7% on Rotten Tomatoes with all, right, all those Valentine's people. Day in 2010. Okay, this isn't the greatest cast, okay, but it is all big names. You want to hear it? Yeah. Jessica Alba. Okay. Kathy Bates, Jessica Beale, Bradley Cooper, Eric Dane, Patrick Dempsey, Jamie Foxx, Jennifer Gard, Topher Grace, Anne Hathaway, Ashton Kutcher, Queen Latifah, Taylor Lautner, George Lopez, Shirley MacLaine, Emma Roberts, Julia Roberts, Taylor Swift. Wow, that's a crazy cast. That's not a bad cast. Taylor Lautner just showing critical up on all these fucking Critical movies. response, 18%. Jeez. That's a, that's a solid cast, though. It you was got like, a lot of talent. I remember when it came out, because it was like a Valentine's Day movie where they had like 10 i'm exaggerating but they had like 10 ongoing stories in the movie about these people hooking up with each other <laughs> oh jesus yeah. it was like all the just but like bank on valentine's day so these every these movies with the word day that are based on holidays apparently are not good because there's one called new year's day new year's eve new year's eve has uh from 2011 michelle pfeiffer zach efron Robert De Niro, Halle Berry, Carrie Elways, Alyssa Milano, Common, Jessica Biel, Seth Meyers, and it is at uh, dope five point seven. Dope, Jesus. Jessica Biel is like box office. Point. Jessica Biel has been in a lot of these movies that are, uh, and like I don't know. I guess she's just. I mean, I remember when she was in the movie with uh, Adam Sandler. And the other guy, they're pretending they're firemen. They're pretending to be gay. Oh, oh Jesus. Chuck and, uh, Chuck Chuck and Larry. Larry. Chuck and Larry, yeah. Yeah, I remember she was in that movie. She's hot in that one. That was an Adam Sandler movie. With, that was, that and was, that did well, I think. New Year's Eve, 7%. We went to see that. On, I, I actually, I ashamed, I did go see Chuck and Larry in the theater. I'm ashamed to say I've seen that movie in the theater, and I haven't seen some of the movies we talked about earlier. <laughs> yeah. see Chuck and Larry. I thought, I remember finding that kind of funny. I don't remember. There were some funny parts. Yeah. Oh, that would never get. It's made. a movie. It could never be made. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> There's a mo- speaking of a movie. I don't know why we're talking about like movies, like romantic comedies and stuff. I remembered this movie I saw in the theater. Yeah. That if it were to come out today, like there would be like a, a huge outrage. Like, backlash against it. 
Can you guess what movie I'm talking about? Uh, no, it's called Body Shots, made in 1999. Body Shots. Oh, it's any Tara Reid movie. Come on. And I think that Tara Reid gets date raped. <laughs> oh, yikes. Oh, and shit. It's, it's about basically bros going out and drinking and like pushing themselves on women and stuff and like high fiving each other, like an entourage, you know, like. Oh, my God. Uh, like Entourage right now, like Entourage. Anybody knows what we're talking about? Entourage. Like everybody hates that show now, but people, everybody was watching it when it came out. But everybody's like, that would distinctism. This is a good old eleven percent movie. Oh jeez. Well, Tara Reid, yeah, anything she was in. Body shots. No, this is when she was like, okay. like when she was in American Pie. It was like the movie that she did uh, right before that. So it, it oh, yeah, yeah, it's so right it's around. Right. It's like right around the same time. Yeah. Uh, good, uh, good thread by Lisa Morrison and great picks by the nation. You guys, thanks, uh, for, uh, There's time for news from the nation. along. Wait, I have, we got to do some felty league updates and we'll wrap up. There's a lot of sports okay. talk still to be had. Here's the national felty league update. Well, we had a fantasy baseball league. Right and uh, Anthony, yeah. regular season baseball is over. Correct. Correct. Well, no, uh, no, not yet. Oh, uh, still, okay. Still going on. Well, Jason Dutch has given us our uh, season regular season finale of the standings of the Felty Nerd League. Here he is from Voice from the Underground. Hello, hello, hello. It's a little thing called Nerd League baseball. Hello. Hi guys. Hey. What's crackalacking? Not much. So yes. It's still going on, rug boy. It's still going on. Baseball season is very freaking long. What's, what's baseball season? So, um, final update. You'll be happy to hear this is the last update before uh, I let you know who won. Regular season is over. Congratulations to the Cleveland Steamers. Oh, um, Jose Barro, who uh, is going to finish in first place in the dark side division. And Zach Attack, chiefed by Brian Goff, 19-2. and two. Wow. Uh, in the Thanos division. So the playoffs are going to be um, in the Thanos division. Jess Rivera is going to take on Fiddlesticks. I call him Felix Winterbottom to see who gets to play <laughs> Brian Goff and myself and uh, Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos podcast to see who will fight against um, Mr. Ibarra. Oh. Uh, Braden Miller, uh, Morrison, sorry. Um, Imran and Chaz have been eliminated, Aww. but hope everybody had fun. So I will get back to you guys in a couple weeks and let you know who is the grand champion of all things fantasy. Ooh, Hi, Rug Boy. Jugger nerd. <laughs> Thanks for that, Jason Dutch. Thank you, Jason. Baseball's ending and football is beginning. That means we have also a uh, fantasy uh, Jugger Nerd Nation football league. And Anthony, last season, you gave us all the updates. I believe you've been fired from that job because Chaz Hebbard. Their bottom is is very weak. Will be giving us the updates. Here it is. Yeah. What's up, guys? This is Chaz Hebbard from Jock Talk coming at you with the first National Felty League update of the yeah. season. This is the second season of the National Felty League, the fantasy football league for the Jock and Nerd podcast. Last year, Anthony did the updates, but... He got his ass beat a little too much last year, so he decided he wasn't going to participate. Oh, so I will be giving you the <laughs> National Felt League updates <laughs> for the rest of the season. So we're just going to get right into it. Um, Bill Mathis's Midtown High Tigers were defeated by Ray O'Neill's Sinister Nine. Mm-hmm. The Raccoon City Rockets 
uh, Daniel Noscu's team were defeated by Ray Swanson's Titan Snaps. Uh-huh. Rimberto Rivera's Felty Falcons were Whoa. defeated by his cousin, Aww. Jess Rivera's Chicago Web Slingers. And Jess Rivera. Chris Williams' Stark Raving Hazelnuts was defeated by Matthew Lawrence's Game of Throws. Matthew Lawrence was our champion last year, so we're all looking to dethrone him. Byron Goff's <coughs> Mouse Rat defeated Blake Braden's Thanus Rising team. Thanus Rising? Name. And then my OJ's Parole Board team beat Jose Gonzalez's Breezy Does It team. Look That's out. it for this week of the National Felty League update. Look at that. We got sports updates. Like, it's a goddamn sports show. This is amazing. Sprots. I like it. This is amazing. I'm glad everyone is having fun and participating. I like to play a sprot. I don't know how to play sprot ball <laughs> or what's going on, but I'm glad you guys are uh, having fun. Second yeah, listener season. interaction. Yeah, that's great. Second season of the Fantasy Football League is crazy. Crazy, it's crazy. It's crazy. There's shit going on. I don't even know what's going game on. Game over, game man. Over. What are we going to do now, man? <laughs> game over, man. It is game over before we peace out. I got to mention, I was on Cole Johnson. Yeah. He does a podcast. Very apropos that you were on that called show. Called Revelations. Cole Johnson also holds so you're Cole on Sports. Cole's Johnson. I was on Cole's Johnson revealing myself on his Johnson. He also does Cole Sports. If you're looking for a great sports podcast, check out Cole Sports. But I did a, I wanted to thank Cole for having me on a, a Revelations pod. I will put a link in the show notes. He was recently on my pod. And he was on the spinoff show. And I tell the story, Anthony. I do tell the story of the podcast, but I also tell the story behind that story, which I don't think I've said here ever on the show. So for the listener, nice. there's something extra there that you Just may definitely listen know. to his uh, show. Listen, I don't to, know why he had Imran on. I don't, I don't, well, strange. he kind of explains it. In, I, that's what I said. I was like, Cole, you've had motivational speakers and entrepreneurs. What the fuck am I doing on this show? This is not, I don't know. This may be a problem, but it was a he lot wants of fun. me on too. You I'll, should go. Oh, what? Yeah, you should I go. I mean, yeah, I'll do it, but. Why is it? We got a great podcasting community. Should I know who Cole Johnson is? Uh, well, he's a guy who's been on Voice from the Underground. Oh, he has like three podcasts. Yeah. I recently had him on mine. He's, yeah. You should listen to the spinoff show. Has an amazing voice, by the way. Fucking smooth have a good voice. radio, good radio voice. voice. Yeah. yeah. And Jason Dutch is our little like podcast matchmaker, dude. He's just hooking you up, hooking everybody else up with guests. Like it's great. It's a lot of fun. Sounds like a lot of work. Uh, it's a little bit of work. It's not that much. <laughs> Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You can find me on Twitter trying to lure people into uh, arguing. Your white van? No, that's wrong. Don't do that. I have a balloon. <laughs> I have a red balloon. Yeah. Oh, everything floats down here. At really, Rug Boy. <laughs> Show notes at jockandnerd.com slash 293 for links to everything we talked about in this episode. How to stay in touch. How to subscribe on all your podcasting platforms. From Spotify to Pandora, everything in between. You never miss a show. And of course, Anthony, now you blew it. You said it before. Say it again. Make fun of me. What's the last thing we, they got to do? I got to go pee. Make sure you go pee. <laughs> and then while. Tell your mom. While, oh, oh, tell, tell friends. your mom. No, no, while you're at the urinal, lean over to the guy next to you and give him one of these. Talking nerd. And then just keep staring forward. Never make eye contact. But you'll be helping share the show. Tell your mom. Get her to listen. Share the show, listener. Get your mom to listen. Your your mom's got to love us. Hey, moms love me. If there's anything I know is that moms love the nerd. Uh, Spread the geekery. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. By geekery, Imran means spread your ass cheeks. 
tell you about Tony, all right? Tony ruins lives. Yeah. <laughs> My balls was hot. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's you really gotta good. play this. This is a clip that you gotta play. I'll tell you after the show. Talking nerd. I smell like beef. <laughs>